Yo, what's good, everybody? Yo, this yo. is uh, Tyson. Yep, and this is Jalen. And uh, this is our podcast, Ooh, baby. Dang, Day first one of episode. recording. First episode. Bro. Yes, sir. Man, it feels pretty good to be out here, I'm not going to lie to you. Absolutely. You know, the grass is green, the sky is blue, <laughs> and uh, we're ready to just hop straight Dude, into this. Sir, so, you, know. you want to tell them the name of our podcast, brother? Oh, yes, of course. So, the name of the sample, the name of the podcast is uh, exclamation mark sample, please. And it's kind of a reference to, like, the Twitch chat, I guess, commands that you would do. But we don't got a command, a chat command, so, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah, you know, and it's going to go over <laughs> most people's heads, you know what I mean? But, like, Probably. You know, it's probably super niche and very nerdy. But but that's pretty much who we are. We are some niche and nerdy niggas, you oh, know Oh, for sure. Saying? 100%. So, uh, that's why, you know. Fresh just, out the math class, dog. You absolutely. Know, you know what I mean? Extremely good. I just finished my calculus homework. <laughs> so, you know, we're already just, the brain juices are flowing, dog. Right. The trigonomical ex, uh, <laughs> <laughs> equations are just flowing through Dude, my brain. going good. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. I love how this is a music podcast, and we haven't talked about music once not first, a like, single time five minutes of the podcast we did not rehearse this or anything not you know, even close we're just raw dogging this thing straight up i feel like this is a perfect chance to to throw in the chance shout out and hit him with the no shot because no, uh, no shot no shot, shot. it's going to be completely niche references to people that we only know in real life <laughs> that no one else outside of our close friends group is even going to know but it's at all, right. all it's all right though because when we're famous and this is like you know, yeah. this comes back as like, oh wow, these two these two people just did this broad, like you know podcast. Yeah, everybody's gonna look up who we're talking about. They're gonna be famous through us. You know, what I mean? oh, so for sure. it's, it's gonna be fine. And you know, they're gonna owe us like eighty percent of the money. That they <laughs> for, but we'll discuss that later. Dude, yeah, <laughs> we name dropped you. Now pay us. Thank you. <laughs> and then yeah. we mentioned you on the podcast. You owe us thirty dollars. Wow! If you got paid for every time you name drop somebody, I think That'd the game insane. would be the richest motherfucker. In the I world. think so. <laughs> the game, dude. Does he name drop a lot? Dog, that's his niche. You talking about <laughs> niches? That, he really does that. He's name drops everyone and their mothers in every single song. Dude, I don't think I've really listened to any of the games, so I can't comment on that, to be honest with you. Ooh. Maybe I need to step my game up. Oh, there you go. There's the first uh, first dad joke of the podcast. Got uh, step your game up. <laughs> <laughs> it probably went over wow. most people's head. Yeah. I feel like half the audience is now sighing and groaning, and <laughs> they've just turned the podcast off. That was Absolutely. it. Absolutely. They you had know. a game joke, and they were like, all right, all right. well, these well. niggas can't be trusted. <laughs> there you go. Already starting off with the corny shit, and yes, there we sir. go. <laughs> You know, you gotta you gotta let out the gates early. You know, of like course. when I go to the rec center. You know, yeah. like I go to the rec center and like I get like an air ball. You yeah, know, yeah, every yeah. single day I go there. <laughs> and uh, Brian, always oh, my homie Brian. Shout out Brian. Yeah. Uh, he just tells me, hey, you know, one per day. Got to get that air ball out the way. So that was yeah. our air ball. You know, there you go. It's no cool. more corny shit for the rest of for the rest of the running of this podcast really no for sure it's, i don't think i will ever make another corny joke for the rest of my life yeah. i'll be 30 years old 40 years old 50 year old no jad dad jokes i got a i got a one and no record yep. oh and one record technically since i lost no nope, it's a one and one because you won by vowing to never do that shit yep. again there you, know you go I mean? so, starting off right starting off right speaking of right i feel like we also have to talk about how kanye is not in his right mind at <laughs> all because the fact that he got barred from the Grammys, it was the Grammys, right? That yep. was the music one. Yep. Uh, he got completely barred. And I feel like you got to be going pretty far for even the white people to be like, all right, dog. <laughs> you go you way to... too far. Yeah. Especially, especially when you're a coon-ass yeah. nigga like Kanye. Because he got more white fans than ever at this point, I feel <laughs> this is, like. This is the and equivalent of getting like... banned from the barbecue. That is not Absolutely. a good look. Not a good look to have. Not even close. I mean, he's been a, he's been kicked out from the cookout for years now. Yeah. You know, yeah. since at least uh, 2018 where he said slave 
slavery was H. Holy that's a, that's a bold statement right there. That's the understatement. Oh, right there. The music is good though. Music I, I feel is like all, Donda's right, gotten yeah. pretty big. The fact that he's even trying to put out his own separate like music streaming website is kind of nuts. I cannot imagine listening to like only Kanye stuff on one app. What else is he gonna put on there? Who is gonna work with him on this like supposed music streaming app that he has? I have no idea. And like you talking about that stem player thing too? Yeah, yeah. That's also an insane thing. Like yeah. you really think you are so hot and people are gonna buy a two hundred dollar device yeah. to listen to your shit. Like Dude. you know, of course he has his dick writers that are yeah. gonna do they will spend an exorbitant amount of money yeah. to do anything to support this man and True. all of his terrible decisions. But True. I think the stem player has good implications because it's cool to be able to like take apart tracks like that. Definitely. And if he had more artists Working with him on the stem player, I feel like it would have been way, way better. Right. But I feel like because of the fact that he doesn't have – it's only, like, some Kanye West songs, it's kind of like – and it's only Donda songs, isn't it? So I think it's like uh, – I think you can honestly do it on a multitude of artists. Yeah. Uh, I think there's just, like, a website where you can only listen to them, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure – you can do like whatever kind of music you want. You just have yeah. to like add it to the stem player that yeah, he yeah. made, you know. But I've also heard that it's not so good at tracking. I think because for specific songs that like he meant to use the stem player on, like from Donda, they have it to where like they already split it for you, if that makes sense. And yeah. so it's easier to control what you're playing because it's already been split in each individual track. But like right. for a normal listener who can't get access to that kind of like I don't know that data i guess technically and like split it that way i feel like the stem player isn't nearly as good as it's it's trying to be i guess yeah i hear you and like i've actually i, I remember why i thought other artists could be played on it because yeah. uh there was a TikTok <clears throat> of somebody playing uh take care by drake yeah you know, they wanted to like isolate his audio like yeah, his yeah. vocals on there and they were able to do it and yeah it sounded really good you know That's pretty cool. um so <clears throat> i yeah. feel like it's pretty cool if you can separate audio tracks like that it's definitely a cool invention because it kind of um, there's this thing called the OP1, and it's basically like a mini, mini keyboard, MIDI keyboard, my goodness, that you can like um, sample like stuff from the radio on and like create your own samples and stuff like that. So it's basically like a very small miniature production studio in a weird way, like on a keyboard, which mm. is really cool. But I feel like up until recently, there hasn't been a lot of stuff to enable you to like just take songs and take them apart, at least like on the go in such a small form factor, which is the cool part. Yeah. Obviously, you can do it on a PC with like any recording software if you know how. But like that's not always the most convenient thing in the world for anyone who doesn't own a nice laptop or like Fruit Loops or any of the other like recording studio stuff. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I, I don't even really know what Fruit Loops are, to be honest with you. Really? I know. Oh wait, we talked about FL Studio. Yeah, yeah. I just keep, you know, they should, they did a really bad job naming it because yeah. it just all I think about are the cereal. Yeah, boxes. I mean, it's and, technically you know. still FL Studio, but I, everyone I've ever heard like called it Fruit Loops, and so I just adopted calling it Fruit Loops too because it Fair made enough. more sense in my head. But I guess the technical name is FL Studio. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, we went on a tangent right there. Right, very far. But very like far. we were talking about Kanye being barred from the Grammys. Like, Do you know, <laughs> I see a lot of his supporters like. And I'll get in. We'll get into this topic a little yeah. bit later. But he does the most outlandish things, the oh, most sure. disrespectful things oh, sure. on a global scale. On <laughs> yeah, social that's the media. worst part, bro. And his it fans so will public. go to, they will die on the hill of defending him. Oh, he's bipolar. Yeah. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But, like, they are just encouraging him to keep on spiraling out. It's terrible for him and yeah. his legacy. Oh, it's very bad for his family as and well. It, and it's so Especially bad. For his Can legacy, you imagine actually. like North and Chicago and Saint, there's his children, yeah. like how, what they're going to go through when they realize how much of a clown that their father's been. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. He's made some of the most timeless hip hop music oh, for sure. ever. 
but he's also made some of the dumbest and craziest <laughs> decisions yeah. for a celebrity dude, ever. You, know? you already get a lot of flack as a light-skinned dude or as a light-skinned person. Imagine having Kanye as your father and Duh. being light-skinned. Dude, you're getting you're done. flamed. You're like, getting rolled up. You're going to sure. have a defense mechanism out the womb. Oh, for sure, dog. You're going to be so good at roasting people. Could you imagine getting roasted by Chicago West or St. <laughs> West, Northwest, whatever their children's name are? I feel like it's already outplayed to, like, make the joke about the whole, you know, cardinal directions and shit. But yeah. it's such a very rich people naming scheme. It's definitely rich people and, like, really poor people who have, like, the worst names. Yeah, probably, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I, like, uh, <laughs> it's you know, rich white people or it's poor black people <laughs> who come up with the most ridiculous names they can think of. Right, like you got Grimes and uh, yeah. Elon Musk naming their uh, children bro, uh, computer so codes. bad, man. <laughs> Just... Like, like, come on, bro. Dude, it's so forced. It's, but, then, it's... Yeah, but then you got niggas from the hood talking about, like, oh, I'm going to name them Di- Diquavius, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like on Key and Peele, Action Jackson, Flax and Waxing. You know, like, it's just, oh, it, y'all be taking it way too far, giving us a bad name, you know, but it is what it is. Nothing I just, you can do about it, honestly. You know, it's right. just a very sad, unfortunate thing about black culture, I feel like, where like, <laughs> it just ends up, some of us just end up ruining it for the rest of us. Like, the Twitter video we saw. Of the guy who taught his dog to, oh, to hump man. on command. That was the hypersexuality that <laughs> that uh, that is in our community is nothing short of a plague, dude. Like how teaching who your in dog? their right mind teaches their dog how to hump, like air hump something, yeah, bro. Yeah, air hump on command. He basically said like, show him what you're gonna do when you get the bitches in the club. Like and the dog gets up on a chair and just starts, starts like humping. Air, He's humping. air humping the chair and. Ah oh, man, that's just the, the biggest fuckboy energy I ever seen. <laughs> Dude, and it's worse than fuckboy energy. Uh, it's way worse. But it's so bad. I'm praying to God that wasn't a light skinned dude. That he was that. dark skinned. Don't worry. <sighs> yes, sir. Dark skin, man, the a dark skinned win. team took one. A rare, a rare win for the light skinned community. Yes, sir. It's all right. Y'all still get clowned everywhere else, so it's okay. We can take a couple losses. Hey, you know what? Anyways, back to the uh, Kanye <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, Dude. I don't know. I just feel like. As great as great as an artist as he is, yeah. like I can't take that away from him. There's just so, been so many countless like huge mistakes that he's yeah. made. Not even mistakes; they're just really bad decisions that he probably yeah. didn't think about before, and still decided to go through with it. Goes way back to before Taylor Swift. Oh, for like sure. saying George yeah, Bush. Swift, yeah, 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 like saying George Bush doesn't care about black people, which yeah. was true, but yeah. still, you know, <laughs> still a little out of time box place for that. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, I used to think like when i first saw it like okay that was very rude of him but like yeah. what why is it such a big deal but then i really saw, sat back and thought nobody in human history yep. has ever done that in a national broadcast award nope. ceremony <laughs> except for this you, you yeah. get this man amber rose and a bottle of hennessy and that's He's what happens ass, dude he can't handle it he i kind of understand i hate to admit but i kind of understand a little bit i feel like that's a dangerous combination right there you pull an amber rose and uh, a bo- like you said, a good bottle of Hennessy getting a little drunk. This is a bad combination right there. Very you got to do something ignorant off of that combination. Absolutely. Ah, uh, dude, I feel like I definitely agree because you're right. He is incredibly talented. Yep. And we're not the – I feel like I'm not personally the biggest Kanye West fan in the world. I respect his, like, older work and some of his new stuff sounds pretty good. But I'm not a massive listener. Mm. I just – for the sake of him and his own family, I really just – wish that like he would cool off it a little bit because it's yeah. it's gotten to the point where it just looks desperate more than anything he's just pushing it way further than he really needs to because it, it's i feel like it's just time to move on or at least show that you want your wife back in a way that isn't you just like clowning her new like her new man yeah and like honestly at first i thought this whole divorce thing was like a publicity stunt yeah but then once you know i saw that stuff happen like him talking about 
Pete Davidson. That's right. First of all, yeah. wait, pause on that real quick. This man, Pete Davidson, is just the – he is the dark knight of just – he just pulls every single celebrity woman that just got out of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, first he got Ariana Grande yep. right after right after she broke up with Mac Miller, R.I.P. Yeah. to the to the legend yep. Mac Miller. Um, right after that happened – they are engaged, engaged, not dating. They got engaged after like a month of dating, Dude. and then uh, there was some Man. other some other woman. I can't. Her name is escaping me right now. But there was somebody else in yeah. between Ariana and uh, Kim. But then Kim, like, yeah, you pulled Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian. Kardashian? Kim Kardashian. The craziest part is he already has like three or four tattoos and her name branded on his chest. That is insane. Which is incredibly insane. It's so wild. <laughs> I cannot imagine being this in love with anyone at all actually right but maybe i'm just not a rich famous person who can just go get laser and get it removed i'm that's true. sure he's already had enough laser surgery to just be used to it at least a little bit in this point yep or he just really likes the bitches he be dating that much that's just the that might be the sad unfortunate truth is that he just really really likes the girls he be dating that much yeah he just gets insanely invested in them and yeah. then just I don't know. He just makes these decisions off the cuff. But, yeah. hey, you know, it's his body, his choice. Yep. And, uh, you know, if he's happy, you know, go, go ahead. I guess you can't as really as say anything, too. but. People, someone brought up an interesting point, by the yeah. way. So, you know, Kim is at least, like, 10 years older than him. That's and uh, people are saying if the roles are reversed and, like. It would be very weird. You know, it would be very, people think it would be very weird. It's still really weird. I'm not even going to lie to you. Without yeah. the sexes being reversed, it's still incredibly odd. And you can tell how, like, weird it is, I feel like, sometimes with their interactions. Because, again, Pete Davidson has her name tattooed on him, like, after a couple, not even maybe a month or two of dating. I don't know how long they've been together, but it, yeah. it ain't been that long, that's for sure. Right. And, um, and, like, the way she's explaining it on Ellen for, like, for the video is just she seems like even she's not really sure if this is a good idea or not. She's like, yeah, he has, like. He was like, some of them are, some of them are cute. They're all right. And like, she's explaining like how he has the one where he, she has like, my girl is a lawyer on like the upper, I guess right under his like shoulder bone or collarbone or whatever. Shout out to her. Sorry. Yeah. Shout out to Kim for being a lawyer real quick though, because yeah. you know, when you're that rich, you can literally do nothing for society and nope. be fine. But yep. she actually kind of used her power to a educate herself and b she's helped a lot of people of color get out of some terrible situations with Which the law nice. and the federal it. government. So yeah. honestly, big shout out to Kim. Like, and I also I feel for her and their kids more than anybody in this situation. Like yeah. Pete, yeah. Pete's kind of used to scrutiny and stuff like that just from making like offensive jokes and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like he, and not to say that he deserves it by any means, but like you know Kim, I you know and her their kids just don't deserve that at all. And she's honestly been a bigger benefit to the black culture in the last few years than Kanye has, unfortunately. Most definitely. Or Pete Davidson, if we're being <laughs> Right, Pete Davidson probably did more for niggas, too, than Kanye. Yeah. Like, again. Unfortunately. I actually feel like Pete and Kanye are kind of tied for the amount of just general ignorant nigga shit that they've been implicating. I feel like Pete Davidson may be a little less, but I'm not sure how I feel about the whole... I just think it's weird. Both the, his relationship with Kim and Ariana is just... St downright strange it is strange but you still gotta also admit like you remember it's it's not like he's for he put a gun to these women's head and said hey you need to get with me now you know like <laughs> you go, it was well, i'm gonna get a tattoo on my chest and ain't nothing you can do hey, about shit it you can do about it you know like this they you know they went to him you know and i'm, I'm sure he pursued them in some way yeah. but they were both consenting adults in those relationships and you know it just happened to be him maybe pete is just slanging 
Duh, like that that quote unquote maybe. Big Sean yeah. Nintendo Switch thing. Maybe, like, maybe it's just that's a, nothing compared a to Photoshop Pete, Pete Davidson. <laughs> they just dark he was on dark mode, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he switches it off like a Twitter user, bro. <laughs> he got a switch on his back, man. Flip it to dark mode and grow a little bit afterwards. People be more believing that, you know, that it's a that's a nigga's penis, yeah. you know, than mine, you know. But that was yeah, still that was on. still one of the more unfortunate things I've ever seen in my life. Yep, can't hold my Nintendo, Nintendo Switch the same way. I, that's for sure. <laughs> can't I'm to me. I can't even get the sentence out. I'm so traumatized. <laughs> I can't even say the word Nintendo Switch properly. I'm gonna be like, get the after seeing that gaming console. They got a new Mario game coming out. I don't plan on ever touching it at all. I still can't again. I got PTSD. I had to go to a therapist, dog. It was 12 inches. That's disgusting. That uh, truly vile. I love how this is. This is definitely a music podcast. This is sure. a music podcast. Most definitely, we've talked about a lot of music so far. You know, this is our first episode, so don't judge us. Yeah, you know? we're a little, little. It's a little sloppy. Yeah, right? you know, like everybody started off. Every great thing started off pretty bad at yeah. the beginning. You know, they had to find their feet. Like The Office. Yeah, the first season, absolutely a little ass. garbage. You know, it was it was it's ass. A little, little mid. You can see the potential in it. Yeah. You know, and you can see the potential <clears> in us. You know, Jalen's got the hilarious, great personality. Yep. I have the, got the the narrator voice. Yeah, you so know, it's fine. Oh, my personality just sucks. But yeah, that's no, cool. No, I'm, just... playing. I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like you, you know, th- you can tell this is gonna be good. We're gonna be season two office by episode like eighty three probably. For sure. You know. Yeah, I feel like we'll be able to keep up at least four or five viewers for five or so episodes. I think so. You know, see our closest friends. I think they'll listen yeah. to like at least five seconds, thirty minutes. You know? I don't know if any of our friends have the attention spans. I don't even know if I have the attention span <laughs> to listen to our podcast for an hour and 30 minutes straight. Definitely not. I think no. this is, we're probably going to be some of the only people to listen to our shit from front to back just yeah. because it's like we were in it. I think if we didn't know each other, like yeah. if like there were people, if we just forgot the name of our podcast, yeah. we put it out there and we just started listening to it. After like two minutes, we're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, who, is the, who are these niggas, Who are bro? these niggas? Someone needs to like, come get these, bro. Someone find their address and take their microphone away. I'm saying, they obviously man. do not have the power or the ability to carry on a podcast like this. Not even close. Man, you really think I have a narrator voice? Yeah, I think you got the narrator voice, yeah, dog. Okay, I'm about to try that out. Thank you. Yeah, um, of course, man. You should get some gigs, sign some gigs up. Maybe... You could start doing um, rap like ad lib intros and doing like the uh, like you know like the Hey Kenny shit and stuff like that. They do the uh, the <laughs> well, producer Kenny. tags. Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 dude. You can start doing producer tags because you got the narrator voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna try narrating right now. Yeah, go ahead and hit him with it. What are you narrating? Well, it was a dark and sunny <laughs> afternoon. Wait, that makes no fucking sense. Dark and dark sunny. Dark and but, sunny. <laughs> hey, you know <laughs> what? They're living in the eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, maybe that could be our our uh, our nicknames. You're dark and I'm sunny. I don't know about that. <laughs> you racist. I can't be racist against my own race. <laughs> already starting off with the coon shit. Like to hear it. Love to hear it. First episode already being colorist. That's what we're like. That's what we like to hear. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I feel like we have to give at least one music opinion taste. We really do. Okay. Um, um, do you um, want to do something recent or something? Sure. We can talk about Frank because that's been something that we've been talking about a mm-hmm. lot. Frank Ocean has been a very big player in both of our lives lately. Yes, he has. Uh, mostly because my brother has the worst opinion in the world absolutely i haven't even met this man yet but uh shout out tyler yeah Hopefully. don't even actually no shout out i take actually that back. yeah we should just i'm edit sorry it out. no shout out we're at all. editing this out absolutely screw uh, you maybe tyler. try listening to crack rock and then <laughs> then we'll we'll and enjoying it actually and then we'll we'll give you a shout out properly yeah anyways this, this man's brother yep he said that channel orange was a four Four or five out of four ten. Four or five out of ten. Which is disgusting. Which is the most objectively wrong opinion I've ever heard in my life about I anything. I can't think of a single person who 
who is actually sane and has a valid opinion that thinks that. Like it's just it's not, it's wrong. It's yeah. not like I disagree. It's not. Uh, yeah. That's a hot take. It's wrong. No, nope, you know, it's just a very wrong take. It's just straight up wrong. Like from a factual standpoint, it's just not correct. I think that it's just it's one of the best. Not only albums from the last decade, yeah, but especially a debut album. Like you got to realize, really, really good. He was like a couple years older, like one year older than us. Yeah, writing and producing that album, yep. and the amount of artistry and vocal ability, yeah, and just ear for like great <clears throat> instrumentals. Yeah. It's just insane for the first album you ever put out. Too. It's pretty strong. It's a good start. I think it might be a little like all over the place. It's pretty good, but it definitely is very random. I feel like when it comes to like some of the sounds, um, I think that's probably why Blonde is a much easier listen is because mm. it's just kind of smooth. There aren't a bunch of like ups and downs with very different styles. Very true. It's nice to hear Frank do different things, but I think like for Channel Orange specifically, it can be a lot um, when it jumps around between like monks and like pyramids and, and Pilot Jones. Yeah, Bad Religion. Sierra Leone. Yeah, like, they're all they all sound like it could be very completely different. different albums. Yeah, very different. Yeah, even though it does, it is a huge flex on his uh, versatility. Yep. As an artist, I yep. think if he had, I don't know, if they were all, if the songs were more sonically coherent, it would have been even better. You yeah. Know? But yeah, yeah. Pink Matter, by the way, we can't talk about that. Andre Three Thousand is so incredibly talented so freaking great and obviously frank like he made me that's float a, with his oh, falsetto and that's, combination that's a right crazy there. combination dude it's and so they met up again on blonde you yeah know? and it was just as good just as good even though frank didn't even sing in that song it's okay yeah i would gladly take a solo yeah <laughs> uh, it's called the song's called solo, solo? too yep but hey another dad joke let's go baby another, got another dad yeah, that joke. was mine that i had to get out the way now yeah, i'm yeah. done for life yep now we're both even yes sir but anyways yeah i do agree Blonde is a lot more cohesive, yeah. and it's just, it's just great from front to back. Yep, it's so heartbreaking, though, you know. Yeah. But in a good way, his emotional, the way he can be so emotionally compelling with his voice yeah. and his writing yeah. is just like it's out of this world. And anybody that disagrees, again, you can't disagree. You're just wrong. Nope. You just we have a wrong opinion. We physically deny it. We actually will hurt you and <laughs> harm you for having a wrong opinion. Um, my brother doesn't want to admit it, but I whooped his ass immediately after he said it was bad. <laughs> Because I refuse to let someone slander in any form, uh, Frank Ocean in any form, in anywhere, anywhere near my capacity. Com- yep. Jesus Christ. That sentence was an absolute <laughs> – <laughs> that was hard to get out for me. That was terrible. Hey, you know what? Uh, it, again, this is all improvised. We are yep. not even putting any thought into anything nope. we're saying this right now. This is a messy first episode of the podcast. I'll it tell really you that is. Much. Good Lord. Man, but... they're going to have an absolute ball listening to this oh, for the sure. first time. It is going to be great you know but and maybe we're supposed f- to pick highlights for the for the barbecue if we do it and i don't know what we would even do for a highlight i think we can find some funny moments you know <laughs> i sure hope so because it's gonna be very unfortunate for like yeah man we tried to find a highlight but we weren't funny actually once the entire podcast not at all it was all terrible humor it, it was all either and it, it was all either completely inside jokes that only we would really get yep or it just was not funny at all nope. the jokes just landed flat Nothing. on their face Nothing. and uh we're just gonna have to. Yeah, you matter of fact, don't even come out <laughs> here. You know, no <laughs> cookout no more, bro. Y'all, not at all. Don't even worry about it. We just gonna delete the first episode of the podcast. Absolutely, Dude. no. But uh, let's. Uh, what were you about to say? Oh, I feel like I was gonna go back into the Frank Ocean thing. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't even know what I was going to say. I was just going to try and meaninglessly, meaninglessly transition back into Frank Ocean. Uh, there's like never we, a meaningless transition back into that nigga. Okay, no, he's not. always relevant. But I think he's honestly, he might be like my favorite artist. Like. 
of the last of like the 2010s decade. Really, that's a strong, I know it's a strong, strong take. back right there. He only has three albums out yeah. from that decade, but they're all such insane quality. Yeah, that like I don't know. I haven't listened to Nostalgia Ultra yet, but I I think I need to. I've heard really good things about it. Oh yeah, he has four projects, and you also need to listen to Endless. Yeah, Endless yeah, yeah. is that was such one a great and underrated album. Yeah, songwriting is also crazy there, and it's like if I could describe it, it's like. He had just a bunch of random ideas. Yeah. But instead of thinking them, he just made them all into like sound. His, yeah. Yeah, yeah. his random thoughts and ideas that were popping up in his head. And I they feel like great. I have to listen to it to get the true context on it and be able to say you anything because I haven't really listened to it at all. And it sounds interesting to have a – it's an audio-visual thing, right? Like where you're supposed to watch something too. You don't have to. That's the way he put it out officially. It's yeah. on like you, – but you would have to get Apple Music and you don't have Apple Music. Yeah. But like – on Apple Music, it's like a 45-minute video because the album's 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's literally just him building a staircase and you're just listening to the album. It's, you know, the visuals aren't very compelling. I don't think yeah. he really meant it to be. Yeah. He actually, fun fact, he put that out just to get out of his record label. Really? Then, yeah, he put that out because that was the last album he needed until he got out of his contract. Yeah. Then he released Blonde one day later. And he's, he finessed $20 million out of that. Yeah. So he... he He's, he's a, a genius. genius, dude. He's a young genius. <laughs> he really is. What I'm waiting for is him to be a young genius again and put out another album. Yeah. Or anything, actually. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Another but. album. And I feel like he has to have um, he has to have Andre on it again. Because if not, yep. what would that be without Andre 3000? Without another Andre 3000 feature? I think it's just like, uh, it's in the Bible now. You know, it's scripture. Yeah. Instant Frank Ocean uh, chapter. Uh, okay, never mind. But anyways, <laughs> I, I don't know where I was gonna go with that. I was trying to be clever, but I can't. I can't think of that. It shit was in fly. Frank Ocean chapter six, verse fifty-four. Yep, there it is. Thou must have an Andre three thousand feature, an album without which is shit. Okay, yeah, and no, I'm kidding. I don't think you can make shit. But I think you can. I. You know why? You know what? You know I didn't like to say that about certain artists, but. After Chance released The Big Day, oh. I kind of just conceded to the fact that any good artist could put out absolute dog doo-doo at any point <laughs> in time ever. They could just drop a straight-up stinker, just a bomb yep. at any point in time. And it's crazy, the creative streak that that man was in. You, yeah. you got 10 Day. Yep. Then you, the next year, you got Acid Rap, rap which is like a back classic. Certified, certified classic. And then you got Coloring Book. The coloring Book, which is another beautiful uh, – I feel like it's definitely record-breaking, too. Because it was the first, first it was mixtape to win a Grammy. Yeah, it was also one of the best-selling um, gospel albums of all time because Makes it sense. kind of breached that weird gap between gospel influence yeah. and then having like secular rap features, which is probably a really good thing. I think that's what helped get it so big. Yeah, but it definitely put his name on the map, and then it basically only brought more attention for shitty music next time around. Definitely, it was like, a really big build-up. It's like if you got on the roller coaster, they got them all the way up there, and then it just stopped. There was no drop. It's just another platform, and then they just slowly let everyone off, and the roller coaster goes back down again, and, and that's all the ride is. There yep. you go. I wish I wish top. he just ended there. If anything, yeah, I would too. rather him. Have, <laughs> I would have rather had a five year drought from Coloring Book yeah. to now than have Acid Rap. I mean, not Acid Rap, Jesus Christ, than have the Big Day yeah. anywhere in that period. Yeah, that was such a terrible album. I remember where I was the first time I listened to it. I told yeah, you yeah. this the other yeah. day. I was just like, I was walk taking a walk, and because um, I think yeah, it was 2019, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just taking a walk uh, around my neighborhood and. I was like, this is a great opportunity to play. It was a sunny day. Yeah. Weather outside was beautiful, and it was a kind of a long album. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you when know, I played it. Listen to it. Yeah. Walk, you know, enjoy your walk a little bit. 
I thought, but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I played the first song, and I was like, oh. Okay. Okay, that wasn't, strong that wasn't it, but, you know, yeah. there's maybe, like 20 maybe plus tracks a bad to go. Song. Exactly. You know, it's, gonna, it's bound to get it's better It's got to get better. It's Chance the Rapper. It's right. got to get better. Not every sure. song is going to be a complete banger, maybe, yeah. you know. And then no. as more tracks went on, the, the longer the album got, better. I was just befuddled. It just gets worse. I wasn't even, that's the thing, though. I wasn't even, like, disappointed. I was just like, Man, I was just befu- absolutely bemused and flabbergasted. Like, I feel like I just, a loved one passed away. I don't. I didn't sign up for this. I, I just couldn't even really grasp the fact that it was that bad. And when it was over, I just, I remember like the feeling in my face because it was just stuck <laughs> on like, huh? like that that yeah. uh, that meme of uh, Swaggy P where he's like making yeah, that face yeah. with the question marks. Yeah. Like that's. I was like, did, was that Are real? We, Are you sure? Like, did somebody put a bootleg version out or something? No way. You know, it's got to be a leak. He's not. Th- he didn't mean to put this out. It's a leak. It was it was just forcefully released to the public. He didn't he didn't actually want this. There's no way he's actually backing this. And if you know anything about Twitter and hip hop, oh, it is the most ruthless. Don't drop a, sphere a terrible of, album like, because media. you will get clowned he with is, zero hesitation. And he used to be the most beloved figure in hip hop. Like not the most, but he yeah, was very he much was pretty up much there. very loved. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. then, but at when least that, in the underground scene, for sure, he definitely put in out, mainstream. Really? Yeah. Once uh, Colin, I feel like he wasn't as big in the mainstream. At least in my opinion, in the people that I spoke to, I was like the only Chance Rapper fan in a lot of people. I knew like two or three Chance Rapper fans in high school, but for the longest time before Coloring Book came out, I was the only person who really like knew who Chance the Rapper was. Mm. I put a couple people onto him because I used to listen to him like all the time, but I was like the only person who I can think of who like listened to him on a semi-regular basis. And then Coloring Book came out, and then everyone listened to him That's on what a I semi-regular meant. basis. Yeah. That's what I meant too, yeah. like Coloring Book. Because like even like literally anybody, like I worked at Chick-fil-A, and yeah. when you work at a Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. in Texas – you're gonna be wor- surrounded by a bunch of like country loving, yeah, yeah, country yeah. fucking people. You know, <laughs> shout out to my uh, ex coworkers, by the way. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, they are with the shout out after the just just absolute belittling. Yeah, yeah, no. shout out them though. Nice job, though. <laughs> you know, the ones that are cool, they know they're cool. If yeah. if they're offended by it, then that that it is what it is. Then the shoe fits. You know, I'm if talking. If you don't get you. big, they may never even hear this in the first place. Exactly. So who knows so, if it really even matters? Exactly. But anyways, like. Uh, even those people that like blasted country music out of their pickup trucks, like yeah. they knew Chance the Rapper, they'd be really? singing no problem and all that shit. A win coloring book, yeah, win coloring book. So that being said, like that, the fact that he had that huge of a reach I can't on the it. audience, I can't you know, like I just to like... be so shot on after that yeah. album. I'm look, I'm not saying that he didn't deserve any scrutiny for it yeah. because he did. It was it was terrible. He had a lot of fans hyped and he let everybody down in a big way, yeah. but. People did go really overboard with that, especially on hip hop Twitter. He yep. still gets disrespected to this day. Ooh, I, a, love I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. Ah! Ooh, I love my, my wife. wife. I love my wife. Ah! My wife's really cool. My wife's really small. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that whole thing. Like it's just terrible. Uh, dude, do you remember when he did the little thing he posted on Twitter too, where he was like, he had a beat machine and he was oh like, do I trying to do the beat? It was just it was the so worst bad. thing I ever heard. It was oh, so man. bad. Dude, he, he did so poorly when it came to like releasing new music. I think he just stopped and went into dancing. All of his Instagram stuff has just been him like dancing basically. Oh, no. Yeah, he hasn't put out anything music related. At least, well, actually, that's not true. He has put out music related stuff. But you know it's bad if you go from being like a huge Chance Raptor fan to being like – I'm I don't want to be a yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to listen to a single thing. I'm nervous. We were talking about the PTSD from earlier. That gave me PTSD. Absolutely. I feel like I cannot 
with a good conscience turn on another Chance the Rapper like tape without being at least in the back of my mind a little worried that I'm gonna be very disappointed at the end of it. Very true, yeah. and I understandable. And yeah. like, it's funny though because he actually did drop a song last year called "The Heart and the Tongue," yeah, and it was great. Really, like, it was like acid rap level good, but okay. no okay. one paid attention to it yeah. because he f- he did have such a flop. Exactly, like all that. It's like all of that attention yeah. and critical praise he got uh, over all those years yeah. was all completely shattered at once just because of that bad album. Not yeah. to mention, do you remember that whole fiasco <clears throat> with him uh, on Twitter on where tour. he's talking? Oh, on tour, he had to cancel the tour because he wasn't selling yeah, he enough wasn't tickets. Selling enough tickets, yeah. And on top of that, like his manager had to sue him because he wasn't like compensating him enough. Like yeah. it was just fumble after fumble after yeah. fumble, yeah. and you know, like. I think no he just tried to, to him, conform, really. dude. But. He tried to be like everyone else, and it ended up costing him a lot, like in terms of his musical quality, because he went from being someone who like defined what it was to be like a new and up and coming artist to basically just following what every other artist had done in the last previous years. I feel like the Big Day is just like a very poor copy of other like I guess so called mumble rap styles and not doing them very well in the slightest, actually. But the sad thing is, you say that like he's mimicking or all that stuff, yeah. like trying to bite other sounds or something like that but it was still so uniquely terrible yeah that, like i can't compare <laughs> it to anything you know yeah it was still so bad that i can't think of another artist who did it that way it's still garbage he just found a new way to do the garbage exactly yeah i don't know i feel like i wanted him to be really good and i wanted the big day to be very good of course and everybody did that's why it was such a disappointment yeah um I'm trying to think what else like there is even talk about that specific topic. Oh, oh, while we're here, while we're here, mm. I saw a tweet that said um, acid rap or because the internet. And I feel like I kind of have to give it to because the internet, yep. if I'm being really honest. Yeah. Um, I feel like acid rap is really good, but because the internet is a very solid contender for like a straight up 10 out of 10. Yeah. It, it was a generational album, I think. Yeah. The, the the hype and like the wave that it had on yeah. the internet yeah uh was just absolutely insane it had a hold on everybody yeah and the way that five still does and the way that childish gambino slash donald glover who's yeah. one of my favorite celebrities like entertainers musicians yeah. comedians just multi-talented yeah i feel like you have to say entertainer when you mention his name because he is talented enough in so many areas that it kind of doesn't fully encapsulate encapsulates what he's capable of just by saying like oh he makes music oh he makes a tv show right call him a rapper yeah Yeah. that's just a disservice honestly to him but yeah because the internet is so great because not only the music itself is great yeah the whole album experience is really good especially when you like throw in the screenplay that went along with it did you ever read that that. no i did not i've seen bits and pieces of it and i've kept up with the story i like watched a video recapping of it like um, a while ago mm-hmm. but i haven't actually like read the entire thing from front to back and don't get me wrong it's not like a perfect like this album does not perfectly like flow with the uh screenplay yeah, yeah, but yeah. it still just adds to that experience yeah the fact and the that ambitious it concept of that alone yeah. is just crazy and again while acid rap is a great collection of tracks that's yeah. what it is it's just a collection of really good tracks yeah. because the internet is like a, a collection of great experience. tracks and an experience yeah. you know and like the method acting that he was doing too. Yeah, when he was doing his uh, interviews. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was crazy. I'm very much um, in love with what he's been doing with his music and him as a person, and with like um, the stuff he's done for Atlanta, which has been super, super Such cool. Such a great show. I absolutely love um, Atlanta, and then I would love to see him. It would have been nice to get someone like him 
on the uh, remake of the Boondocks, I feel like that would have been be a great. very, very cool um, extra tie in there. I'm so sad they, did, they canceled that, though. Of course though. they canceled it. Niggas can't get shit no more. Bro. Not we at can't all. get nothing. We didn't get our superpowers that one day we were supposed to. <laughs> right. We didn't turn into X-Men. I ain't seen no nigga Avengers running around lately. Not the, at all. The Boondocks got canceled. I feel like there's been some more. Kanye West been wiling out in uh, in the like media and stuff like that, so... Niggas have been taking a massive L. Tyler Perry made another Medea movie. Like <laughs> yeah, it's which just is we're terrible, taking L after terrible, L after terrible. L. It's Tyler so Perry is a menace. That is one person who needs to be genuinely locked up. <laughs> Put him in prison. Someone take that man's writing like license. Oh, I don't know. You obviously don't have a writing license. <laughs> Make one and take it away from him. <laughs> Make one just so you can take it away. Just please stop him. He is on a tear. Something needs to be done about this man. Yeah, like he had. I'm not gonna lie. He had some bangers for movies. Yeah, some, no, for sure. But the the stinkers outweigh. He just by kept going. Shit ton. He, he just, just kept, kept going, going. dude. Like the one where he's like, "You just can't handle me and my two gay dads." What a line. What a line. You really do got to be out of your right mind to say something like that and think that, like, this is a good bar. This is a good line. This Absolutely. Is okay. This is fine. Uh, that, that, that was not good. That nope. was a loss. Every movie he's made since, like, 2010 has just been, like, a minor loss for the culture. I feel yeah, like, not know. even a minor loss, a very much a major loss. I don't want to disparage him too much, though. You know, we got to uplift do. our black creators when we can. I do. And we've been ripping into these niggas <laughs> I'm for not afraid to 20 be a coon. <laughs> I do. I feel like he needs to be stopped. Something is wrong with that one. I'm pretty sure the video I sent you on Instagram of the dude getting slapped and doing a spin around, I'm pretty sure that's from a Tyler Perry show. Or at least someone trying to be uh, like Tyler Perry. And for those who haven't seen the video, it's literally just a dude getting slapped in the face, but he does a full 360 spin before he goes down. And he makes uh, quite the noise while yeah. he does it. He it's goes like, like a, oh, oh. <laughs> like, uh, like if y'all, if y'all have ever seen like a women's tennis match <laughs> and they just sit in the ball back and forth, like, oh, 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 oh. that's literally the noise One he made, slap but make it, cling, full and, 360, oh. and I just, when I saw it, I was just, I was in emotional turmoil. <laughs> Cause Probably because it was a light skin. It definitely light skins be getting the worst kind. They get the worst representation. We really do. Like yeah. you know, we uh, <laughs> Shamar Moore. That man is another he, menace. That he, is another is man who needs to be locked. He up. He needs to be locked up. He is. He constantly disparages the light skin slash mixed community of the uh, you know sector of the black community. Yeah. With every breath he takes, dude. It's, like every breath he takes is an worse. insult on our pride. It only gets it's worse. Just, like, just you. You're not in a silly goofy mood today. <laughs> you not feeling in a silly goofy mood? Yeah. Nah, but um, for real, we need to talk about mu- bro. We have barely talked about any music for the first hour of the podcast. Even the music we did talk about, we would we just transition covered. into like the artist lives and shit, yeah. or just like or Do- Donald Glover. We talking about his stuff outside of yeah, music yeah, yeah, like, yeah. immediately. But back to the music. One of the coolest things that I found. Speaking of uh, putting our name to use here for the sample stuff, mm. um, I did not know that "Hard Times" by the Roots was originally a Curtis Mayfield song. Oh yeah, which is crazy because I absolutely love Curtis Mayfield. Um, Great artist. Shout out JoJo's the show, which is a very piss poor shout out to to be um, basing my knowledge of any um, Curtis Mayfield songs from. But Superfly is a stand in the show, so I looked it up and was like, oh. Superfly's gas. This is a great song and a great album. Wow, I, I really like this guy. And then it just gets more and more and more and more and more and more and more better. I don't know. I I was trying to avoid saying more better, but I realized I couldn't say anything else and to replace the 
the word better. So I amazing. just had to. I was already at more. I could have been like more, more, more amazing. I guess that works. It does work because you know, amazinger isn't a word. You know, yeah. so that's what you use more for. I but, start hey, using English and never mind. Ebonics, yeah, you know, uh, it's a beautiful. <laughs> You had to go there, huh? Yeah, we gotta. We gonna have a lot of editing to do. We really episode. are. We have a lot of stuff to cut out. I'm not gonna lie. We're gonna to keep you. like two percent of this shit. <laughs> it's gonna be a ten minute episode, man. Like, hey, hey, welcome to Hey Sample, and that's the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. That's it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, uh, we had a lot more content, but all of it was either racist, terrible, or unfunny, or just some other very unspeakably terrible thing to talk about yeah. on a public forum on yeah. something that can't be taken away ever on yeah. the internet. So. Sorry about that. Next Sorry, episode, we we're going to go for 11 minutes. Yeah, next time, we're going even deeper. <laughs> we're going to go farther for the jugular. We're actually going to just start listing off people in our real lives we hate. Yep, and we're just going to we're gonna, we're gonna go so hard that we're just going to be fully embraced by alt-right communities and yeah. radical left communities We at will the be disowned. Absolutely. We'll have the color taken off of us, and yep. uh, we'll be sent to the mines absolutely you know there's a i saw there's a um a really bad twitter comic i don't know if you saw this dude oh god but it's a twitter comic and it's just like light-skinned girl and like uh she's like i'm not gonna vote for you and then it's just joe biden he's like fine <laughs> i'll take your blackness <laughs> then. i guess you ain't black and she took away her black i saw that <laughs> that was one of the worst things it's so bad but it was also it looks one like one a dragon ball z comic dude it does it's i don't know if i like that it was though. like cell in dragon ball z where yeah. you like sucked the people's bodies <laughs> yeah. like you just sucked the blackness <laughs> off her skin it was yeah you didn't vote for joe biden looks you like your word card's been revoked uh, i'm not gonna lie though he that's the thing he wasn't wrong but yeah. he it should not have come out of his mouth probably not look i'm not saying that if you're black you have to have a certain Wait, method of thinking no oh, he said okay. but he did say if you don't vote for me then you ain't black something along those lines like he said that yeah uh, and i can't believe he won the election off of that but you know what um you I don't have the say, power to do that he, he really doesn't but i mean i guess i guess niggas who's wrong. listening to him Everybody, bro. Like, I guess so. Maybe old white people really do got it good because they can. If you can get on TV and say that, and, and then, then still have people support you, yeah, and as a president too, still so be like, yeah, I'll vote for him. Fuck with that, you know, he's he's been. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, you don't vote for him. Uh, looks like you're no longer part of the culture. Sorry, friend. Yo, that actually brings up a good point, though. What do you think, like, of mixing politics and music? Does like a does a musician's politics? have a huge impact on how you consume their music or is it something that you really try to separate look i want to say that like you should keep it separated because um i feel like there are certain cases where it matters to keep it separated but at the same time i feel like i'm not one of those people who can very easily just like drop an artist because they have very bad allegations on them which is probably not good honestly because like i still listen to x like on a little bit and even though he was probably actually not even probably he was just a very bad person for a very long time um so I feel like it should be kept out because, like, at least when it comes to, like, reviewing the actual artist's music, if you're going from, like, an academic standpoint or if you're doing it for, like, a, I don't know, for, like, a music review for a website or something like that, then it's a good time to keep the politics out of the music because it's right. kind of meant to be, like, you're talking about the actual artist's sound and the actual music, not the context and the background behind it unless it is really relevant for the album like you're making a political album you know what i mean like mm -hmm. specifically talking about politics i feel like it should be stayed out of it what do you think i think uh there's definitely like a threshold that has to be held because yeah. there there's sometimes you got to realize it is music is in itself just sound yeah obviously it's 
more than literally just sound, but yeah, yeah. I think kind of what makes music music is that the sounds have a message and a purpose. And I feel like, you know, like, for instance, you talk about political albums like yeah. Kendrick Lamar, September Butterfly yep. is one of yeah, the most yeah. heralded albums in the last decade. Yeah. And he's talking about a lot of things about, you know, um, police brutality and stuff like yeah. that. If he were to go on a rant and say, you know, all lives matter or yeah. I don't care about this type of stuff then that album's not going to be consumed the same way, no matter how hard you try, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, even if he's making stuff that's completely apolitical, there's there's definitely still, like, a degree to where you just can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I kind of got turned on to the Beatles, like, in the last few years. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I first heard I it, I loved it. Huh? I said, I don't really listen to them as much. You know, I, and I understand, you know, but they, they probably influenced some of your favorite artists even from back in the 70s oh yeah in some sure. way. Most definitely. some of the most influential yeah and groundbreaking yeah, yeah, yeah. musicians no, ever for sure but um like listening to their music i loved what i was hearing but yeah. then i kind of did some research on like some of the people and i found out like john lennon like beat his both of his wives yeah and almost strangled one of his girlfriends yeah <laughs> and ringo star did the same thing yeah. And I, I didn't find any dirt on Sir Paul McCartney or uh, George Harrison. So yeah. that's, you know, that's they're, they're two for four. Yeah, yeah. But Half like, the band. listening to stuff like that and like the same guy who beat his wives would sing about all you need is love. Yeah. And it's just like, OK, okay this, this sounds great. But yeah. now it's that I know odd. that you did that shit, yeah. I can't really consume that the same way. So I guess to it, an extent, you should definitely be able to yeah. separate. But there's also you kind of I feel like there's a moral responsibility sometimes to just yeah. like. I don't want to continue to support somebody that caused this much harm. Yeah. If that makes any sense. You but know I think I mean? it's also hard to take that stance because sometimes, like, I think Apple is a good example because I think Kanye West is another good example. Oh, yeah. Or, Huge one. Um, someone else, like, I mean, John Lynn is another good one that a, people, a, lot of, a lot of people talk about. But there's a lot of other artists, unfortunately, who are very problematic. Um, what's the dude who shot Meg the Stallion? Which, uh, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is another one. Another really good example that, like, um, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to feel like you even make a difference in the first place by like just right. me stopping because like it really does take a lot to stop someone from like truly being able to continuously put out music and make actual money off of it. Of course. Um, so like it's it's one of those things that like I would discourage you to. But at the same time, it's not the best view, but it is very realistic to say like. I'm not really going to be making a massive difference if I don't listen to them, unfortunately. So, like, I'm not really a big, you know, not really too against listening to them. I'm not going to go to them first, but I feel like, especially with someone like the Beatles, you're going to have to get a fuck ton of people to stop listening to the oh, Beatles right, before right. they even get uh, back in their heyday, before they even get close to being, like, feeling affected in any way, shape, or fashion. Yeah, and I, for the record, I still do listen to the Beatles. Yeah. John, isn't the actions of one member does not... Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, impact the whole band. Yeah. That was just like a little example, but yeah. I still, you know, that that kind of mentality is kind of like how a lot of people I feel like with voter apathy kind of feel. Yeah. Like if I don't vote for this guy, I'm not going to make a huge difference whether or not I vote. But yeah. then the thing is, there a are a lot of people, millions like of that. people that yeah. could think like that. Yeah. And then those same people that are like, I'm not going to make a difference if they decided to just go ahead and yeah. make that one vote. Yeah. That's there's thousands or hundreds of thousands that would just completely turn the tide of yeah. like an election. And so with the music, I know it's a little less extreme, but I still feel like, you know, it's not even necessarily about you trying to not give them any more sub monetary support. Yeah. It's more of like if someone knows you listen to them 
or anything like that. It's kind of showing kind of like your stance yeah, and like yeah. who you How choose you to support, yeah. you know? But, you know, again, I think it varies because it varies. like I listen to X, but that doesn't mean I support abuse. You of know course, what I mean? Of course. Like, I think that's partially, partially why you have to separate it a little bit because, um, and like, again, it doesn't always immediately imply that like voting. I don't know. It really depends. Voting is another tricky one because sometimes you really do end up with just two really bad choices. And you have to just pick the lesser of, two evils. pick the lesser evil, honestly. Which is literally kind of yeah. what happened in this last year. Yeah, election. a couple of elections, yeah. Uh, we probably shouldn't be talking about politics, honestly. That's a, another very, very dangerous subject. Definitely. Right? We're going to cut this out, I guess. Uh, I just, who knows? I just wanted to, like, I thought it was an, an interesting topic to I talk it, about for music. I think music. it definitely... Um, is important for music too because like now especially with people like Kanye West is a good example where it's kind of relevant now where like he's being very very toxic as the uh, Twitter version I guess to say but like he really is being very unhealthy for like his relationship with his like ex-wife and if he wants to actually get back with Kim this is a very piss poor way to go about it oh yeah it also no has shot. a very big imp- like um, important implication for his musical career considering the fact that he's been barred from an award show it really is starting to affect more than just like the people's opinions of him um, it's more and more starting to affect like the actual critics opinion of him so he needs to be careful but I don't think he's going to because again cancel culture doesn't really affect much and the Grammys are already going out of the fucking window anyway of course like so <laughs> it's not like the biggest deal in the world it really is just about the statement I guess definitely and you know like Especially when you add the fact this man had the biggest ego before he was even relevant. Yeah. You know, anyone that's a Kanye fan knows he's been he's yeah, been an egomaniac from the jump. To say the least. But and the bigger he's gotten, the worse it's been. Yeah. But and then you add the fact that last year he became a multi billionaire after one deal. Yep. If you if y'all didn't think that he would start going ballistic after Dude, that, then over. you don't know it's anything. Over. But anyways, if it's him being barred from the Grammys, that actually is a pretty good segue into the Grammys as an institution. Yeah, we both I know already know how we both feel about this is absolute It's dog terrible. Shit. It is so absolutely terrible. Bad. It's you it's can very so much make the argument bad. that it's racist. Yeah, very much so. If not immediate it I feel like it's more of like a discrimination, discriminatory racism than it is like directly like black people are not allowed. It's more like black people are put in a little small box and that's where they get their awards. The yep. rest of this is for the white people. One phenomenal recent example, Tyler, the creator. Yeah. You know, he dropped one of the greatest albums of the year with Igor. Yep. And if Just you listen to boxed. it, there is absolutely maybe no 10 percent of it is yeah, rap and hip hop. The rest yeah. of it was like super ambitious, like yeah. experimental pop, R&B, yep. you know, pretty much anything but rap. Yeah. And he won a Grammy for the best rap album. And look, I'm glad he got a yeah. Grammy. You know, his first big song, Bastard, came yeah. out in 2009. And his first song, he yeah. said, like, he wanted to win a Grammy. Like, that was one of his life ambitions. Yeah. And he got it. He won and it. Can you imagine when you win something <laughs> that you've been wanting for a decade yeah. and you still feel, and, like, when that win is so insulting at the same time that you still feel you had to say something negative about the Grammys yeah. once you won it? You it know, really like, is like winning a race because the other person's, like, dropped out. Like, you got first place because the second person, like, place person or the actual person who's supposed to get first place kind of quit. It's like, sure, you won, like, the first place medal, but you would much rather have won it, like, the actual way that you know you deserve to win it. Yeah. Like, the official way. And it sucks because he's never going to be able to win his first Grammy again. So, to have it kind of be, like, taken away from him in a way where they're like, oh, yeah, like, it's 
urban music. It's not like a good pop album. It's a good like hip hop black people album. Do you remember what he said about the word urban? In yeah, his, uh, where it's basically just like the corporate version of like the, the N word. Yeah, I, I think that was a like, little bit of a stretch, but I still see exactly where he's coming from. It is a little bit, but I think it kind of fits to be honest with you because it is the it is the corporate way of saying like this is for black people. Yeah. And this is for like the hood, I guess. Right, like urban, yeah. really? Yeah, it's that's such a there's no reason. That's such a prehistoric yeah. term to use for like any kind of category, especially in music. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think I understand the non. I guess if you're trying to not be offensive, I kind of understand because black culture and like American culture and white culture can be very different sometimes Absolutely. Um, from each other. But at the same time, it also kind of just ends up creating another gap in the first place because instead of grouping everyone else in as one thing, they kind of separate it anyway. Yeah. So no matter how you slice it, you're still perpetuating racism in a way that you just didn't think you were going to. That's a great by point. By saying like, oh, yeah, this is urban music. You're basically saying like it's not real music or it's not like – most music it's just like a segment. stands apart yeah, yeah yep. it's a segment of music yep it's being discriminated it's being excluded yeah and even though it seems like you're trying like you said they it's the intentions might seem pure like yeah. you're trying to give these you're trying to give black artists and black culture like a, a space yeah. it's still part of music as a whole and you're treating it as its own thing completely separate from the rest of it and that's yeah. just not true and it's not fair and it makes the wins in those categories a lot more disingenuous yeah and like with urban stuff like um how can I say this? Like, again, um, him saying urban is like the N-word. It's because, you know what? I'm going to circle back to this because I can't yeah. think of it, and I'm just rambling now. Yeah. So uh, go it's ahead okay. with what you're oh. going to say. Well, I think another big thing, another reason why I feel like the Grammys is kind of very much mm, very one-dimensional is K-pop is never mentioned on there. Oh, my goodness. K-pop being... It's massive. Popular. <laughs> it is so massive. Ridiculously popular. Also, speaking of K-pop, shout out Cassie my homegirls, Cassie and Michelle. Go. Good transition. Uh, man, segue, shout out to them. Those are my going. fucking girls. Yep, they they turned me on to some fucking heat that Absolutely. I never thought I would ever be exposed yep, to. Yep. Especially uh, like BTS obviously is like the biggest group from that, yep. that category of music, but... They turned me on to, sorry, y'all, if I mispronounce his name, but Baekhyun? Baekhyun? I'm just going to pray to God that, that I'm somewhat close. <laughs> not gonna this man. 80 pointers on that one. Yeah, at all. yeah, I know, but like, I have to look his name up because he deserves proper uh, enunciation right, on his name because yeah. this man's vocals, like, I was driving in my car. You know, sometimes you hear like a hip hop song, and you're like, yeah. ah, you just start yeah. screaming. Yeah. This, I heard him hit these high notes, and I was like, why? Nigga, Let's what? Go. I fucking Let's got go. <laughs> Like, I just. I was completely blown away. Yeah. Of course, I already went into it with a little bias. Like, these are my friends. Like, I'm yeah, they I want to like taste. this music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they do have great taste in what they've shown me so far. Um, but when I actually heard this man's vocals, like, I was literally, like, blown away. Yeah. He... Like he makes like kind of like pop slash R and B kind of stuff. He has yeah. a, he definitely has like a R and B kind of hip hop ish edge to yeah. his music, yeah, yeah. and obviously a lot of his stuff is in Korean. He blends Korean and English very seamlessly, by yep. the way. But that being said, I don't understand the majority of what he's saying. Yeah, doesn't matter. Shit slaps. It's insane that they can still reach an audience that doesn't even understand the lyrics that they're singing. Which that, is it, it does. Very, very that talented. says a lot. It speaks to their talent for sure. It really does. And ugh, what? another thing that I think speaks to the talent too is the fact that like it really isn't one of those things that you kind of like casually enjoy. A lot of the people that I know who listen to K-pop 
love. K-pop. Oh yeah, they are like, heavily that invested. Shit. That yeah. is all that they are into. For the, like, not all they're into it, but it's a very big majority of what they're into. Mm-hmm. And they value their like creators and their artists by a large margin. Very, very so, much so. I've never met anybody that like told me about that's BTS like a band or that any isn't, K-pop. Like, just now starting to get into K-pop, who isn't like insanely into K-pop. Or yeah, or just like you know. Again, like they're just heavily invested yeah. into it, at least yeah. in terms of like their appreciation of it, not yeah, like sure. you know they're crazy fangirls or fanboys yeah, yeah. or anything like that. But pretty much anyone I know that knows like BTS or knows any other K-pop groups, like they know individual members, they know their solo discography, yeah, 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 they yeah. know they got their shit on information, lock, birthdays, know? social security numbers, <laughs> all you can think of. They don't have social security numbers, do they? I don't know. Uh, I don't think they. I have mean, South Korea security. is a democratic nation, so it's possible. But I don't know much about it. I, yeah. I need to get a little bit more informed. But either. anyways, again, back to K-pop. Yeah, being, not being at the Grammys is not a at very the Grammys, big sign. which it's is insane. insane. Yeah, it's because wild. People's first arguments for the Grammys was like, "Well, okay, they might not give your favorite artists like recognition, but yeah. it's just because they choose what's popular." That is completely debunked by yeah, the fact, by the fact that, that K-pop. How are you going to tell me BTS has never been K-pop nominated? Artist has been na- nominated? Really? It's a little ridiculous. It's <laughs> More insanely than a ridiculous. ridiculous because the whole K-pop like stand thing and like the whole joke that's been going on with that has been going on for a while. So K-pop has been growing as a genre and as an artist, and has been relevant enough in multiple forms of like in multiple areas of um like social media and like society um from gaming i know that like it's popped over there it's hopped over for twitch it's hopped over in a lot of different circles so like it's popular it's everywhere for younger audiences but because the fact that the grammy judges are almost guaranteed to be very old unactually i don't know i feel like they just need to diversify the the judge roster. I think that's Definitely. the easiest way to cover that. It's okay that not all the judges listen to like all these very probably niche um, music genres for them, mm-hmm. but it's not okay to not have people who do listen to this stuff. Especially considering the fact that it's not hard to find people who are being looking at this critically for like rap music or for K-pop or for any other smaller genres that have been popping up. There is no reason that like um, that there there is shouldn't be like some representation for it. I absolutely agree. It's just way too wide reaching. It's way too influential to like yeah. American culture in general <laughs> yeah. for it to not get that recognition. And again, recognition from the Grammys like it's not it something that it doesn't mean anything, much. but it still does mean something in terms of the whole context of like the music industry. Yeah. And the massive impact that K pop has had. Yeah. It just can't be ignored like that anymore. I, I think just, the reason it doesn't have as much meaning anymore is because of how flat and one dimensional it is oh, by yeah. nature. Oh, yeah. But if they started being more inclusive and actually being more realistic for what people listen to, I think then it would start being more popular. I'm just afraid that if they start updating more and they start getting in with what's current tiktok is going to be the major definer for what is popular unfortunately because the amount of songs that i know or are like or the songs that i know are getting popular because of tiktok is a very very large list that is true and Uh, look i know it's not like a very you don't get a lot of artistic merit for getting big off of tiktok it's a plague tiktok is a plague i I get that i get that but i also gotta hand it to the people like the people that do get their, you know, recognition, yeah. they deserve it no matter how it comes. You yeah, know? Like it is one nice of my to fa- see small artists blow up. Sorry, about yeah, that. no, you're good. Like one of my favorite groups for the last like 
shit, five years, uh, yeah. Brockhampton. Yeah. Um, their biggest song, Sugar, yeah. it got viral because of On TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. And then a lot more people started listening to their music. Yeah, and they then, got bigger. Yeah. And Steve Lacey's been blowing up a little bit on... on uh, love Steve Lacey. Yep, on, some, on TikTok, because they did the... I hate the reason why. This is another reason why I say it's a plague. <laughs> have you seen... It's the crossover between Inside and Gangnam Style. I have. That's... Yeah. Mm. It's a dirty crossover. I hate the person who made it. It's really smooth, unfortunately, so I can't be too mad. I, it's heat, though. Yeah, it's a little bit heater. It's very smooth, but at the same time, like, I kind of hate it. But slowly, he's been getting popular. I'm trying to think if there's another artist that I love that's been getting popular. Um, I know, like, Cardi fans have been a little upset because, like, they, it's attracted a lot of uh, non-Cardi fans to his music because his stuff blows up on TikTok whenever he releases something. Yeah, and, like, it, that happens a lot with anything. Yeah. Any kind of artist, no matter what they blow up on, but especially <laughs> from rapper. TikTok, but... When any artist gets like a, a huge influx of new fans, yeah. the original fans get mad about that. Yeah. And I think that that is baby, such a gatekeeping. gatekeeping is a terrible, terrible thing. Ah, uh, look, man, I still stand by it in certain situations. Anime is one thing that I gatekeep. I don't give a. F- I don't give a fuck. What's the reason for that, dude, bro? Okay, it's this is a reason why I'm not gonna sit here and justify it. I'm not gonna say that it's a good decision. I'm just saying, as a person who listens to anime and as a person who's talked to people who listen to anime before it got popular, it is very hard to go from being the outcast of society who get made fun of for liking a genre, literally not even being weird. It's just like before anime was popular, just the mention of anime already got you kind of clowned a little bit. Right. And so if, especially if you weren't listening, like watching something like Dragon Ball Z or like Naruto um, or like something popular, it was like super niche. Very few people I knew who actually like listened to it and wouldn't clown you for it. And Very then true. it blew up. And now the same people who used to look at me funny for like liking anime are the same people who are like, oh my God, anime is amazing. I love it. And like, I'm not outwardly just like, oh, don't watch anime. You guys don't deserve it. It's more <laughs> like it makes me a little, little nervous because it's like, man, this is so shallow to watch. Like people, you know, only gave it a shot because it's popular. Like, get into something that you've been loving and enjoying your entire life. Video games is like that too. There was a long time for like video games was not the popular thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. And like in middle school, it was not cool to be playing video games and talking about video games. And then everything just kind of blew up and video games became normal. And now like people streaming on Twitch and like people Making playing video games of yeah, and shit. doing stuff like that is yeah. not abnormal anymore. It's very much odd if you don't play video games and you're like, in the age demographic boy or girl actually that's another thing boy or girl it's weird if you don't like anime or watch like or watch anime or play video games anymore yeah that's true and i never really t- looked at it from that perspective and yeah. i'm i'm glad thank you for adding that perspective yeah. to it because it makes like the whole idea and concept of gatekeeping less one-dimensional yeah because you know? i feel like i've people... always viewed it from an outside lens yeah you know because i've never really been one to gatekeep especially yeah. like just being like like in the black community yeah as yeah, a light-skinned yeah. person like yeah. i already know what gatekeeping is yeah and what it feels to the like highest degree yeah, yeah and yeah. it's just really shitty but that's why with music though but when it comes to music fans like yeah. i get to like some people thought like you know like uh logic before he got really really big yeah like yeah, yeah. he had his day one supporters and yeah then he started getting really big and making more popular music and more radio fa- friendly music yep and you know obviously for the worst by the way for the worst at some <laughs> very point, much for the worst at some point i, he's I don't want to be alive combat. or whatever that song is is a disgusting abomination to any form of rap music 
the do you know which one I'm talking about? The suicide one. one. Yeah, his yeah. biggest song. Yeah. Uh, Look, I just I love the meaning behind it, and I thought that Alessia Cara had great vocals on it. Yeah. Khalid did too. Yeah. But um, I just think the it's biggest thing about it is just corny. that. I, and the corniness of it isn't even really his lyrics or anything. It's just that when he sings the chorus, like, you know, um, I've been alone, I've been taking my time. Yeah. I forgot about my... Who can relate? Woo! That, that's <laughs> yeah, what really did it yeah. in for me. If he didn't, like... He, it's a Radio Disney hit for sure. And that was an ad lib, you know? So that means yeah. this nigga, like, recorded that depressing ass hook, yeah. wrote it down, and then... Then he, he was heard like, about, you know what, let me add this relate? shit in. Who can relate? Woo! Like... I do. I, 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 I have to disagree that. with you when it comes to the lyrics. I feel like the lyrics are so on the nose. I don't want to be alive. I feel like that is. Yeah, it's. Dude, it's a little... I'm not saying that you have to be some super deep, like you know, mind-boggling therapist level like <laughs> spitter to be able to keep up and talk about songs about depression. But yeah. man, hearing a song like that just kind of flattens every emotion you feel when it comes to like negative emotions. I don't know how to explain it. It just makes me upset i don't like it at all especially someone who's like who was going through depression around that time and yeah. experiencing like real life issues we've talked about this with some of the songs they play at like our job at target and stuff like oh that that some of them are just they're not good if you sound corny when you're doing a motivational song for any emotion it just ruins it dude. absolutely it just it makes me feel the opposite of what you want me to think most of the time yeah i don't feel any like joy listening to that song i just feel anger it actually makes me very <laughs> upset i want to hurt people whenever i hear that song because it's just that bad i don't want to hear logic going who can relate off of when i'm supposed to be like crying this is what song i'm supposed to cry to like midway bawling through like an emotional breakdown in the background logic's like who can relate, who can relate? Woo! come on bro come on man you can do and yeah. the fact that like he's actually had clever bars and been able to like he's proven that he can spit so for him to go from something like like um under pressure to that is very disappointing mm. very very disappointing and you know uh, have you ever heard of like his motivation for making that song no so people would tell him like before that song and album was made yeah like people would write to him or tell him in person like yo man your music saved my life yeah and so that really inspired him and he was like i wasn't even like trying to save people's lives i was just doing what i love yeah, yeah, yeah. so like what would happen if i did try to save their lives which is a very admirable yeah, thought it's a noble cause very yeah, noble yeah. cause but I just think that, like you said, it was a little, it was way too much on the nose. Yeah. And then that ad lib really did it in for me. Yeah. But uh, that being said, though, like that song brought in a huge mainstream audience. Yeah. yeah. And but even before then, he was already starting to get kind of big off of his first couple albums. Yeah. Under pressure. Yeah. yeah. Under pressure was blowing story. up for sure. It was definitely one of the ones that like I knew a lot more people knew about, I guess. Yeah. And back when those two albums alone are in his discography, he yeah. had a bunch of respect, barely any haters. Yeah. And the haters are mainly just kind of racist because. Because he looks like a white guy, <laughs> but he's actually biracial, Life in. and people just are like, yeah, "Man, you ain't black. You can't say nigga." All that's that shit, another you know? person who probably is very bad for the light skin image. You know, yeah, honestly, no. people. No, honestly though, people don't even like. <laughs> I still like, even though people always make this annoying joke, like, "Did yeah. you know Logic's biracial?" Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> I still feel like people still don't really see him as a black man. They just see him no. as somebody who's trying to be yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very weird for someone who actually is black. I know. Like, I can't imagine what that actually must be like, though, to like literally be denied of your actual identity and your he heritage. He tries too hard. He tries too hard to be biracial. 
I feel like it's just it's it's <laughs> what does that mean? Dude, he be putting too much pressure, too much emphasis on it, man. Just be biracial in silence. You ain't gotta be so openly biracial but on that, the side. That's the thing though. He actually said something about that. Yeah. He didn't really like feel the need to do it at first. Yeah. But a lot of people would just deny that he's half black or something or they wouldn't say he was. And then let's say he got big, right? Without yeah. ever mentioning his race. And then you come and find out that he actually is half black and he just yeah, never yeah. spoke on any black issues or anything like that or never claimed his blackness. Because if you look at him, he could have went his whole life without, without saying ever. he's mixed yeah, and yeah. no one would think he's black. Yeah. I think so, at least. He does not look half. He doesn't have, I don't want to say look like it. He doesn't yeah. have very typically African-American features, except yeah, yeah, for yeah. like, I don't know, maybe his curlyish hair. Yeah, I was going to say his hair, but maybe. Outside of that, like, he could have went his whole life with just saying he's white and people would be like, okay. But yeah. he wanted to own up to his blackness and talk about how proud he is to be black. But then when he did that, people were like, you don't even look black. What are yeah. you talking about? So he just, I think he, I even though he did go a little too far with it sometimes, yeah. I think, again, his his intentions were so genuine and it's, it gets overlooked way too much. I feel like he really just is proud of where he comes from, his heritage, and that he just wants to own up to it and not deny it, you yeah. know, because yeah, he could yeah. easily, and cause he, because he looks white. And he's white passing. He could easily just get a lot of white privilege all of his life. But I think the fact that he's kind of denying that uh, possibility for himself by, you know, opening up about his like blackness and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a noble thing, you know? I think so. I think it reminds me of a, a saying I heard like a while ago. It says the road to hell is paved with good intentions, mm. which I think is a very profound statement, obviously. Because I think and this is a, a very less extreme example but it's definitely an example that I can think of too where like by doing it in a way that wasn't exactly – it was just too corny and too far. He did it in a way that was just awkward. So instead of it coming off as genuine, it really just comes off as weird and forced. And I think logic is a good example. I'm trying to think of someone else who like who is a good example of like just taking it too far. It's kind of like when you see people talking about like – when you see people who are not African-American talking about black culture and trying to very obviously use like ebonics and black slang and like, sure, you might want to fit in and the intentions that you have are good. Like you just want to fit in with your friends, sound cool. Everyone wants to do that. That's not abnormal. But the way that you're doing it is just so weird that I cannot give you credit for it. You just yeah. sound so awkward and so unnatural that like it's very obvious that you're forcing it. So it just doesn't feel the same way. Your intentions are great, sure, but mm -hmm. like there's a way to do things. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good. It's a very interesting topic. Yeah, because it does get to a point where it's not just authenticity. It, 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 it like the way they try to like act and talk like black people yeah. or how they think black people talk. Yeah, it's really just it's mimicry at that point. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. really it's also really insulting and damaging to black people because they say I'm, you're trying to talk black, blah blah blah. blah. Well, that's not a thing. Yeah, you can't talk a color, and it just makes speak. us a monolith, yeah. you know? Like, there are black people that talk like us, you know? If, you know, we don't talk, like, with a bunch of slang, yeah, yeah, or uh, we don't be cussing country, up a storm, or, yeah. like, you know, all that shit. We just talk the way we talk. Yeah. And some people don't probably... I'm sure you've heard at some point in your life that you don't sound black. Yeah, I sound white. Yeah, Chance has a good bar about that, too, um, where he's like, um, dude, I can't remember the exact bar. But he used to tell – oh, I used to tell hoes I was off-light or dark-white, but i fight if a nigga said that i talk white, yeah. which is a, a good bar. <laughs> I'm sure I might have mixed around the first two lines maybe, but yeah. the intentions is still the same. Right. Because 
I, I mean, we could probably both relate to this too, where I grew up definitely feeling a little alienated out of black culture because of the things that I enjoyed and the stuff that I listened to Absolutely. and the way that I spoke, what I chose to do with my hobby and the way that I dress. Like I spent a lot of time not feeling like I really fit in with black people a lot. Yeah, I felt that too. And it's really sad, you know, yeah. and I never, and I felt guilty because like, Growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of black friends because of that. Because, yeah, same. again, like, just my interests and my clowned, way huh? I talk. Yeah. And especially, like, just, like, again, when you add my complexion to the mix, it's yeah. like, man, you're basically white at this point. Yeah, yeah. And, That's like, how you feel, bro. You might... You're you're too black to fit in with the white kids, but too white to fit in with the black Earl kids. Earl Sweatshirt said yes, that in his song, yeah. too white for the black kids and too black for the white. Yeah. And it's really it's really sad, but you know, it's still, I still I as I've grown up, I still have I gained a lot more appreciation and proximity to my culture because I met people like you. Yeah. And I met a lot more yeah. just people that are just not in that, you know, monolith Closed and minded. gatekeeping yeah. kind of mentality for black people. It's yeah. people that treat us in our like own community actual black people <laughs> yeah, yeah like when it's 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 already hurtful when you experience racism and like that uh what's the word generalization from white white people yeah but yeah. you kind of expect it just yeah. looking at history yeah but when you get it from your own race especially it, living in the south yeah when you get it from your own race like it's extremely it's even worse because yeah. it's like i'm not accepted by the only people that are your supposed to not judge too? me for the way i look yeah. and your own family yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just it's the most heartbreaking experience it definitely but. hurts your confidence for sure and it also like if even if you don't do it on purpose it passively discourages you from like hanging around black people because you're nervous that you won't fit in at least Literally. that's what i felt i, did I felt too. nervous because like the things that i always enjoyed no one understood and like People used to, my cousins used to give me, like, a lot of shit because I didn't date, like, a bunch of black girls, which is not even really true. I actually, my first girlfriend was black. My second girlfriend is white, my current girlfriend. But, like, I still kind of talk to people of a lot of races because race never really mattered. But yeah. it was, like, still annoying to hear, like, oh, you don't date, like, black girls. But most of the time, the reason I don't didn't, like, really click with black girls naturally was because the stuff that they expected out of me was not what I was as a person. So... Of course, like, if you're looking for someone who fits in with the more stereotypical, like, idea of what a black person and a black man should act like, I'm not really going to be your cup of tea, which is fine. Facts. You can have your type, but, like, you can't really clown me or get on to me about it or, like, say something about it if the people that I'm supposed to be trying to talk to don't even – aren't even interested in me as a person in the first place. Yeah, and I, I experienced that shit a lot, too. Yeah. I, I never I, – I don't think I've ever been, like, discouraged from talking to black girls or anything like that. Yeah, I've no, all, not even and, close. And I don't, I don't think that's what you were saying either, but yeah. it's just, like – there are definitely times where I would try to, like, holler at a black girl, you know. Cause and I'm it like, wouldn't work, yeah. It wouldn't work because, like, I'd be talking like this. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm, a, I'm, they think I'm soft because I'm light-skinned. Or yeah. they think that I'm soft because I talk, quote-unquote, proper, you yeah. know. And yeah, it's yeah. just, it's because not a good you look. you can actually form a sentence. And that's, I guess that's, again, when I was talking yeah. about earlier with gatekeeping. Yeah. Like, it's just, I feel like if we as a, as a black people would stop, like, viewing things in a monolithic way. Yeah. We would be so much more united, you know. And I don't yep. know. I, 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 I think if we if we united as a community, we could just get so much progress. Oh, for sure, so man. Dude, progress. we'd stop so much ignorance if we just all agree that, like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to fit in with – because I think another big thing is, like, music is another big driving factor as to why people act the way that they do. Because a lot of the people that are famous in black culture are either football stars, basketball stars – rappers or r&b singers yep. or like maybe people who do fashion and those are pretty much usually the big ones and usually a lot of the people who are famous in one circle branch over into others 
So famous basketball players, no famous rappers, listen to famous rap music. Um, rappers do blah, blah, blah. They jump in different places. Kanye with Yeezus. Um, Drake has a lot of stuff, too, with different clothing brands. There's a lot of different artists that jump around. So what was popular for the longest time was that sort of hood style like I guess it was gangster rap was really the one that started it and yep. a lot of people still harken back to like the tropes and ideas from gangster rap and so when you don't act like that it's off-putting for most people and Definitely. they don't expect it and they kind of are like well this is what I've always been told and shown in the media that like this is how a black person acts this is how a black person speaks this is what a black person likes so for you to like have basically any small or a large difference between that image kind of makes you feel makes people feel like you're less black than what you should be yeah even though it's completely unjustified and there's a lot of black people who don't live in the hood and don't live in like urban areas if <laughs> oh the, urban the yes corporate version we don't live in a in a, in a super area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's not a lot of darkies around here so <laughs> So we never, I don't know about you, but I didn't really grow up around people like that in the first place. At least not people who were genuinely like that. Yeah. A lot of people that grew up around here who like act like that, they're just faking and putting on a front. For sure. And the people that I did grow up around, I was like a toddler. Yeah. Was, uh, I, people, one of the people I did know that was like that, they were an adult when I was really young. Yeah. But the person I did know that was really like that went to prison. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so, usually what that actual lifestyle looks like in real life. They're either dead or in jail. Yeah, and you're you either know, ignorant, dead, or in jail. Usually a combination of three, or maybe not the third one, but um, usually a combination of those two. <laughs> Throw a dead nigga in jail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All man, right, he's man. not breathing. I'm nah, that's unfortunate, bro. You got a life sentence. You got a double life sentence, nigga. You not done. You got another 40 you years to go afterlife in here, too. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, what you're talking about, how, like, it was a great point about, like, how a lot of black people – their fame and they their presence in celebrity in the media yeah. is on like a very limited thing yeah. whether it's rapping or playing basketball yeah. it reminds me of this great set of lyrics from j cole yeah. um and he said it's on his song january 28th yes, where he said what's the price for a black man life i checked the toe tag not one zero in sight i turned the tv on not one hero in sight unless he dribble or he fiddle with mics Yep. And I'm like, that's yeah, very right. true. Like, yeah. it's just, uh, and then there's like an album by Two Chance called Rapper Go to the League. That's a saying, yeah. you know, because that's a lot of them only yeah, two, those are the two avenues that black people can make out of like the impoverished communities that they were systematically placed in, yeah. you know? And ooh, but using big words now. Hmm? I said, oh, we using big words now. Oh, you know, we getting official now. Oh, yeah. But that that because of that institutionalization, though, yeah. like that's the reason why black like black people are are given this like really weird identity in the whole like American media, because those are usually the only two avenues that people can use yeah. to get out of like these impoverished communities. Yep. So they see a black person. Not they, doing those you, things. Like, if, like you don't play basketball, yeah. you know. If they somewhere to see you and like see you shooting and like you airballed or something, they'd be like, "Oh wow, you yeah, can't you're, shoot." Yeah, you, you're not. What? You're a black guy. You can't. Do you know how? Many okay, times? you must be able to rap then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That was the part that I went down. I literally picked one. I fit into the trope a little bit. <laughs> um, but do you know how many times I got told, like in church or just like people in general, like, "Oh, see, so you do you play basketball?" Like, so you don't play basketball? You're tall, skinny, and, like, you're black, but you don't play basketball? Right. Very strange. Why aren't you playing basketball? And I was like, I don't – I just don't like it. And they're like, that's weird. Like, you should try basketball. You want to play for my team? No, man, I you're don't. You're kidding me. No, I'm so serious. You know how many times wow. we got offered, like, hey, do you want to come play for my team? Like, we should I'll, – I'll teach you. Like, come play. Like, I'll, I'll you know, we could always use another person. Like, come teach me. And sometimes it's nice because they just want to, like – 
include me in something. But other times, you can very much tell that, like, they looked at me, saw a tall black dude, and was like, yeah, that guy's got to play basketball. Yep. It's usually old black people, which is the other unfortunate part. Is mm. it very rarely was it actually like white people. It was mostly just like black people in church were like, "Oh, you don't play basketball? Like, why don't you play basketball?" I guess for older people who don't understand like the access to technology that we have and like video games and stuff like that, they I kind of get it because they just don't fathom video gaming and like gaming or just doing other things. I guess is a normal hobby that right. you can actually <laughs> like, do. And if you don't play basketball, what you do? Yeah, just sit in your room yeah, and jerk yeah, off? Yeah. Like, Literally. I think that's the kind of where they come from, but yeah. it's such an old and outdated like ideology Definitely. to have and hold on to. So that it's, it's not good for the black community in general, Definitely. but people just perpetuate it because yep. it's popular and you can get away with it for a majority of people, honestly, black or white, just like being into one of those two things and knowing a little bit or a decent amount about one of those two things and knowing what's popular, you can get away with that. You can make friends, you can fit in really well, you can like have conversations about it and you will find that very little, like you will very often not buck the system, I guess. It's not really the, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing to, to talk about because like obviously not every person who listens to that kind of stuff or subscribes to that kind of like worldview is um, ignorant, but you will find more times than not, it's the more common thing to be into for sure. Yeah, and like people... Like uh, NBA Youngboy, yeah. Um, I like a lot of his songs. Like he has some fun ass songs to listen yeah. to. But like, I feel I feel like because like that genre, sub genre of rap has exploded in the last few years. Yeah, that like mumble rap style or that like or uh, just like trap, trap you yeah. know, like yeah. him, Lil Uzi. Yeah. Uh, who's another Playboy, Playboy Cardi? Yeah. Like these are very they're very different from each other, but like they are also very they're similar. They're similar enough that like music, if least. you're going to give a general grouping, that would be the ones that I would put in there. Right. They also help perpetuate the style too. They're the really big artists and the like the developers for that style probably. Right. And like people like them and like Lil Baby and yeah. Gunner like yeah. they see just because they're at the forefront of what's very heavily consumed. Yeah. People they're like the new face of what black people are supposed to be oh. like. And it's just really unfortunate because you see a bunch of famous white people. Obviously, 70% of this country is white, so most yeah. famous people are going to be white. Yeah. You see them, there's very wide-ranging personalities and stuff that they have. Yeah. You never think, oh, that's what a white person must be like. They don't have a one, oh, you know, well, in terms actually, of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we look at one white person, you don't think, oh, he's he must be like Adam Sandler. That's a Will Ferrell nigga right there, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think the only other problem is that, unfortunately, because white America occupies a majority of society and a majority of what's popular, and I guess, like, the zeitgeist is kind of decided mostly by what white America finds interesting or enjoys, it's hard to say that because most of the time, the stuff that you would say is just, like, it's already, already, oh, my God, most of it is already white people stuff, if that makes sense. Black people are contributed to so little and we get into so little and we actually are popular in so little that most of the time it's easier to say that's not a black person thing than it is to say, oh, that's a white person thing, if that makes mm. sense, where it's more inverted because we all and I think it all plays into itself where because we discourage our black kids from feeling like they can um, do all these various avenues of music or sports or the arts or science, math, whatever the situation may be, we end up getting less and less black people who actually like are proudly representing black culture in these fields because they've been discouraged. So it's like, sure, there are black, you know, musicians who listen to like electric music and do all this stuff, but they're not popular with black people. So they don't ever get any recognition among black people. So right. it's easier to be like, oh yeah, all black people do is, 
blah 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 it's not all we do it's just all we subscribe to letting people like black people do it's all we should say that black people should do I guess. exactly like it sucks because and it sucks in two ways because we're limiting ourselves yeah at the same time because we're limiting ourselves yeah. we're limiting how people can see us we're yeah. limiting the way we're portrayed to a lot of other people yeah and like to your point about like uh, a lot of these black people that do do these things that are considered niche in our communities yeah they usually have like a only or mainly white audience like yep. mf doom yeah one of my favorite rappers ever he yeah. rapped about like he was funny yeah. he rapped about comic books heavily yeah all this stuff was just like very like not hip like yeah. or not hip for hip-hop yep. you know but 90 percent of his fans are white there yeah. are very very few black mf doom fans that i've met and again, and not to say that it can't be consumed by white people, but yeah. the fact that it is means that like black people, a lot, for the most part, don't know about him. Yeah. And if they did have access to him, there'd definitely be some that like him. Yeah. And then there'd be more people that are like, okay, it's cool to like comic books yeah. and stuff like that. And then that'd be part of our larger, you know, identity. Yeah. And then then that's why also I love JPEG Mafia. You know, have you yep. heard of him before? I've heard, I've heard of him, but I haven't listened to a lot of his stuff. He's one of those artists that like, there's so much music to do a deep dive on. Oh, that, for like, sure. I haven't gotten around to listening to a lot and of it's, the people. It's a never-ending pool with streaming. Yeah, and literally. But JPEG Mafia, like, he makes like experimental rap music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's also like one of my favorite artists. He makes, he's put out a lot of great material. Yeah. His first album, by the way, is called Black Ben Carson. <laughs> and I think that's one of the best <laughs> album titles I've ever heard. The Black Ben Carson. That's a good one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, he did an interview with the legendary Nardwar. Yeah. Who, by the way, uh, we'll get into him in a mm. second, actually. We'll get into him in a mm. second. But That's a big chef kiss right there. Yes. That's my boy. But uh, he did an interview with Nardwar. And he said, like, one of his main purposes and, like, why he portrays himself the way he does and yeah. why he makes music that he does is because he wants to give an image of blackness that can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, if I like to do ballet, it doesn't mean it's not a black thing to do. It's yeah. a black thing to do because I'm a black person doing it. Yeah. You know, there's some, there's some, he basically, his main existence is, like, the purpose of his music, I should say, yeah, or like most of his activities, is to just kind of delete that whole idea of like what blackness People really means or yeah. what it means in the current context. You to know, he black. wants blackness to be whatever yeah. black people want it to be, yeah, instead yeah. of how you know, instead of it being so limited by ourselves or by you know, our oppressors, yeah. But yeah, JPEG Mafia is great for that. But back to Nardwar, yeah, this man, if we were, if I were to ever become famous, it would solely be, that's be the because first I could person, get a Nardwar interview, yeah. That's the first person I want to be interviewed by. That'd I refuse be the greatest to be interview, interviewed by anyone else unless it's Nardwar doing it. And I'm I sorry. judge people, celebrities, and musicians so heavily, yeah, based on how they treat this man in their interviews, yeah. Like, if I see someone being a dick to Nardwar in an interview, man. I lose so much respect Dude, for them. You're, it, there's no reason. He seems like such a nice and innocent guy. And I know he, he can be really... So sweet. He can be a lot sometimes. Yeah. For some people that aren't familiar with him. Fair enough, you know, yeah. he's super energetic. He's very energetic. And he asks some odd. very deep questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you aren't familiar with him and how much research he does for his job, you would be... It, understandably, you'd be off-put. A little off-put. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. For that, that being said, you should still not be a dick to him. Yeah. And either way, like the people that are familiar with him, like if they show him a lot of love and respect... I gain a little bit for yeah, them, even if I've never course. heard of them before. Yeah. But, like, 
Uh, Speaking of things that also, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I feel like this is a good segue into uh, one of my favorite music things, which is Tiny Desk. Yes! (laughs) Tiny Desk is so good. I absolutely adore Tiny Desk and everything it represents. It is so acoustic and homey and nice, and it is so cool to see a small deconstruction of like an album or an artist that you enjoy. I would murder someone's grandmother to go <laughs> see a tiny desk concert you have no that was clue. very oddly specific dude i feel like it gets more specific the more i want to do it i'm like yeah man i would massacre someone's snail if i had to dog i will fight Not him. gary dude <laughs> yeah yeah pour i'm coming for you my boy you're gonna pour salt on that little nigga oh it's terrible to go but see yeah, like tiny desk. chance or frank ocean on tiny desk man frank ocean doing a tiny desk concert. i would ascend to heaven immediately i do so many Vicious things to. Did you say you would choke a bear? Yeah, I'd choke out a bear. I'd yeah. fight Yogi with no, no hesitation, butt naked with honey covering my asshole. No problem, dog. You don't gotta oh worry about it, dog. I get it, uh, man. I'd slide up there like it was the Revenant movie, bro. I get in there, no problem. You toss me a butter knife, a spear, whatever you got, dog. Just oh, just go raid the pit, kitchen can like the kitchen pantry and give me what you got. Oh my god! Whatever wildlife you need me to take on, I am Steve Irwin. Is oh what that no. means. I am Steve Irwin. I will live and die by Fearless. nature, literally. Oh my god! But yes, I would maybe not word for word verbatim, but I would do the same. I would go to. You those mean to tell links. me you wouldn't go do something extremely ridiculous just to go see a Frank Ocean concert live, especially a Tiny Desk concert? You oh, know it I, sounds you know, beautiful. And it's literally like a once or three times in a lifetime experience. Probably a man, once in a lifetime experience, yeah, honestly, because most artists not, don't come yeah, back. He's never toured, like yeah. an actual tour. He just really? does one-off concerts. That's wild. Yeah. And the fact that he's able to have such a huge hold on people with yeah. just his music <laughs> and, and no touring. not do anything and else. nothing else. And he still talked about it like Bron dropped yesterday. Dude. Like, that's just, it just goes to show how great Andy Finesse's record label. He's yes. A, he's, he's a genius. He's he an really icon. Is. We but, really do love him. But yeah, with the Tiny Desk concerts, though, that's another thing, Like kind of like with Nardwar. Yeah. Like, if I see someone do a Tiny Desk concert and obviously kill it, yeah. I hold them in such, such high, high standards. Yeah. And, like, a lot of my favorite artists... Tyler, uh, No Name Gypsy, um, uh, Anderson Pack. Anderson Pax is really good. Mac, Mac Miller's is Miller's probably the most is... iconic Ooh, one. It might not necessarily so be the best, good. but it's the most iconic. He got Thundercat playing the bass, like oh. he's some random nigga. Like Ooh, what, bro? The fact that you can get Thundercat to be a backup in your tiny desk concert just kind of speaks to the levels. Thundercat was doing a tour at the time, yeah. and Mac just called him up like, "Hey, hey man, can you, you want to come help?" Quick? He got on a plane immediately <laughs> of and course, went. That's, like that's they just, homies, yeah. Yeah. But like, and I literally have a screenshot from their uh, yeah, that's your background concert saver. as my like background saver because it's it is so iconic. That is one person I felt the most sorry for, other than Mac Miller's family, when it came to like his loss, and probably Ariana. Man. Those are like the the people I feel like him and Ariana took it probably the worst, and understandably so. Yeah, especially because, ugh, and I hate that it happened to her, but yeah, people started blaming her. Hate, bro, it's so disgusting like, how, how people act else? on the internet it really sometimes. Is. It it's really so is. vile. There's no reason to be so negative at a time that is probably already really, really, really difficult. Not to mention, yeah, uh, yeah, but not to mention, like, the album that she made, like, that came out, like, a week before he died. Yeah. She made that, t- it was an album that was put out because of the, not because of, but yeah. during one of the hardest times of her life already yeah. with the whole Manchester bombing that happened yeah. at her concert. She yeah. was still suffering from anxiety and depression from that. Yeah. And then you add on Mac Miller dying alone. And then and that's terrible. And then like you add on people yeah. blaming you for so that shit. So unnecessary, man. And she was already getting blamed for shit before he died. Like, yeah. you know how when they broke up, yeah. he got in that, like, car DUI incident? Yeah. 
like people, someone made like a viral tweet about how Knock Miller made a whole album for Ariana Grande and she dumped him and now he got a DUI. It's the saddest stuff ever. Like that was her fault. Like it's her fault, bro. I feel like people like that are very much disconnected from reality. And misogynistic. Oh, it's yeah. it's got to be misogyny it's both. at that it's, point. Yeah. It, I could also see it being ignorance because I feel like I haven't truly experienced what it's like to be around someone who's an addict, but I get enough of the gist to know that it's not a fun time. And it's not nearly as simple as it ever looks on the outside. Of course. And Euphoria is a bad example, but it is a popular example of like, I guess a closer touch to what addiction can look like for the people around you. You see a lot of addict stories and usually it's famous people. So you really only see like that person's perspective and what happened for them. Like Demi Lovato had her whole thing where like she made a documentary a while, a documentary a while back about her struggling with drugs and like her going through it. And then some of the stuff that she went through while she was coming down oh, and going through recovery and stuff sorry, like that. Sorry to cut you off, you but uh, Demi Lovato, just so we don't seem ignorant as fuck. Yep. And I'm not calling you they, what they, they, my bad. They are non-binary. My yep, my fault, uh, my fault. I, I think they just came out with that a couple yeah, like year, a couple years ago. So it's recent. They news. put out. Yeah. Um, I hadn't, I had heard about it, but I haven't talked about them in a while, so I didn't immediately put it to. Right. My apologies. No, 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 no need. But just, um, you know. yeah, we do like to be politically correct around here, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just correct in general. Correct. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just you know, respecting their identities. Yep. Be respectful. So the that they've talked about and yeah. how they struggled with it, and um, it sounded like it was very difficult. And I know from her friends, like the interviews that her friends did too, it was also very difficult. And it's never as simple as like just stopping, or like it's never as simple as being like one or two people being responsible for them getting worse or getting better or right. doing whatever it is a process that with anything even if you don't aren't addicted to drugs if you enjoy something whether it be weed or music or whatever it is not nearly as easy to just like stop doing that or as easy to just like control how that affects your life because there's just too many factors that go into it ariana does not deserve to be shamed for being an adult and realizing that this is an unhealthy relationship i have to get out of here and she literally said like in defense of that viral tweet yeah she said that like she she described that relationship as toxic like yeah. it was toxic and she's a she, he's a grown-ass man yeah and he can't if he can't make safe choices for himself yeah he, she can't stay in a relationship yeah like it's that, not her responsibility you know? she's not not his at mom. all and like the way that people treat addiction so stupidly on the yeah, media like with Demi Lovato like ruined Demi Lovato like they almost overdosed and they did overdose yeah. and they almost died yeah like right after Mac Miller I think yeah. or if not right after it was like the year after yeah and people literally clowned them yeah like there was not even a second of delay yeah when they found out that they weren't dead yeah they were just like it was immediately off yeah anything related to demi was just wow you know relating to a heroin or a crack pipe and stuff and it's so disrespectful because a they literally could have been dead if the paramedics didn't show up when they did and you know it's just i can't even imagine having to come back thinking wow people must be at least a little happy that I'm not dead. Yeah. And you go on social media and, and then, you see that people are just trashing you for surviving a near-death experience. You know, it's just, it's yeah. terrible and traumatizing. And I feel like it's just something that is unfortunately kind of like intertwined with the music industry yeah. and they're some of the more popular artists. I don't know. And like, I forget who said it, but someone said, uh, like your favorite rapper is, uh, I think Amine said that. Yeah, Amine and his song, uh, uh, Burden. It's a uh, first song from his uh, LP, uh, Limbo. That okay, came out in I haven't listened to Limbo. I know I need to. Yes, bro. I think you would love it because I know you got you got the yeah. I mean, a hoodie. Yeah, I you love. Know what I'm saying you um, got to represent. I love Care for Me. Yeah, or Good for so- You. 
Nope. Yeah, Care From No, you're right. Good For You was his first album. Yeah. Care From was Saba. Yeah, yeah. But, Good um, for you. My bad. No, but anyways, he, but Amine said in uh, Burden, he said that, like, your favorite rapper's doing blow. Yeah. Like, he didn't just, he wouldn't just say that for no reason. Yeah. Probably everybody you can name that you oh, love dude, listening to has done drugs. Ex- yeah, drug use is extremely prevalent in, like, famous certain, I guess, not even just famous people, just rich and higher-end circles, yeah. I feel like. I mean, it's popular everywhere. But when you have basically infinitely infinite resources and an infinite source of people to encourage you to um, continue with your abuse, it's really easy to just keep going. Because I can't think of a single serious like drug dealer who would turn down someone like Demi Lovato, whether you want to admit it or not. Right. Especially because if a normal addict can still get product from people, then there's no, no way, way someone with that, that yeah, amount of income is going to be like – Money and cloud is going to be rejected at all. Who is going to be telling Mac Miller no – that like yeah it's it's not going to be hey mac i'm concerned for your health man yeah i don't think man, you should be doing this man shut your ass up he'll just go find and not else. only that the person that gave muck the drug mac the drugs <laughs> muck the drug yeah um that gave mac the drugs that <laughs> sorry I yeah said muck. muck the drug <laughs> <laughs> sorry mac um but the people that gave Mac the drugs that killed him were... Ah, wasn't he on trial? Didn't he get arrested? He did. He, go. They actually got indicted. Oh, go. Yeah, oh, there was three people who were charged with that. But yeah, they gave him counterfeit shit. Yeah. So it wasn't only like he just took a regular drug that he yeah. used to take before and he just randomly died was it from weed? it. Was he smoking weed that was laced with fentanyl? No, it was cocaine that was laced with fentanyl and mm-hmm. like Xanax and something. But yeah. either way, he did not expect any fentanyl in his drugs yeah. that he was taking and it killed him. Yeah. You know, obviously, like people are less sympathetic about that because they just treat addicts with so little Such regard little, yeah. and so little uh, compassion. But even though it's, it's a, a chemical disease. imbalance as much as it is a mental one, so it it's not even disease. like you can really fault them on it because it is a disease. I think that's the best way to describe it. It affects your brain as much as it does affect like your mood and your personality or the actual physical chemical part of your brain, not just the emotional. Yeah, level, I guess. I did not describe that very well at all. But no, I, I understood what you meant. I think that was right. good enough. But, like, yeah, it's it's like a disease, and it's the same, like you said, as, like, a mental health issue. Yeah. But, unfortunately, those two things are treated very, very lightly. Mm-hmm. Or, in the worst way, mental health especially, yeah. it's glamorized. Yeah. Like, people say, like, that depression, uh, they're the depressed is like a personality. thing, man, is kind of upsetting, so upsetting to me. I don't know if I like that. Actually, I do know. I don't like that. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't like, like people saying that at like all. People it's not cool to be depressed it's not no. like people think but that's the crazy they're part the it imp- is cool to be depressed that's the wild part you can't even really say that you we can say that as more emotionally mature people but for majority of people nah dog it is 100 percent in to be sad and be depressed you can get away with that shit 100 percent. Well, that's what i meant like i'm saying yeah. like literally as a fact yeah. it is not a good thing to be depressed yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah it's so sad to say that yeah it's like hip to be depressed and everybody's yeah. like just saying you know Oh, I'm oh, depressed, depressed, even though so this just is my 13th it, reason, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it's just because, and it's crazy, people equate people taking mental health more seriously and talking about it more openly. Yeah. They they misinterpret that as, oh, that's just a cool thing to do now. Yeah. Oh, it's cool yeah. to yeah. have now this chemical popular, imbalance in your brain. talk about it, I'll get attention for it. Not every person is like that. And then I'm going to delegitimize people that actually go through yeah, this shit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There are people who do, so it ruins the people who don't. Yep. Not um, a good look at all. I think euphoria is a dangerous subject. I watched a video a while ago of a um, like young adult counselor uh-huh. or a therapist. Not a counselor. He's a therapist. Okay. And I can't remember what age group he did, but I think it was high school students. And he was saying how books like um, – or how TV shows like 13 Reasons Why and um, 
some other big green i think it was a john green book that talked about depression and suicide and there was a couple more it might have been my fault it was a couple of them i can't remember what specific book it was but he was saying i like it's a very dangerous subject because in a lot of people's minds in a lot of younger people's minds it can be taken as okay i see this on tv so in a way it's encouraging me to do this and it has been shown that whenever suicide is popular in a tv show and that tv show blows up that the amount of suicides go up and they coincide with that and that it's dangerous to talk about this subject and it's a very important thing to it's very important to be careful how you spot talk about depression mental illness um suicide drug use addiction um actual physical abuse emotional abuse because all of these things can have very negative um consequences on people who are already suffering or already going through it or close to going through it whether it be depression suicide and it can oftentimes like you said glamorize it or encourage it even when it's not intentionally trying to like 13 reasons why was one that was very careful because like very very dangerous and that people that should have been probably a whole lot more careful because it just encouraged people to make tapes about their suicide and it just encouraged people to make suicide and even though it didn't mean to it is still factually proven that it did so you can't it's not one of those things where you're like oh well like yeah maybe it might have encouraged some people like no it has been proven that once this stuff happens in young adults the amount of um suicide threats suicide scares actual like suicides goes up after it got popular yeah it's i think like it's like it's a direct correlation yeah without necessarily being causation yeah that's the thing i think they take it as like Oh, we oh, are not telling people this. To, we yeah. didn't cause this. Yeah, you. But it's correlated with yeah. it. If you're gonna make a show that not necessarily glamorizes it, but just just puts it in there without having like a delicate, yeah, like, you know, like it, the negative impacts that Hannah's suicide had in that show. Yeah, were very obvious. Like you know yeah. her her love interest. <laughs> I want to say it's her love interest because yeah. it's more one sided. But Clay was like in love with her, yeah. and this man went crazy. You know, yeah. throughout the show because of that. I didn't watch it. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't bother to. You check didn't miss it out. much. It was pretty. It was the first season was actually gas, yeah. but then it just went downhill so quick. I don't have any interest. I'm not. Yeah, even don't. I wouldn't I bother. Any honestly. interest at all? Yeah, but anyways, all that, all that being said, it's negative depiction with like suicide. Like they turned it into like a fan, like not fantasy, a mystery, pretty yeah. much about yeah, yeah. Our, our surrounding her suicide. Yeah. Rather than just showing how like or really emphasizing how depression affects somebody. Yeah. Or how their suicide has a super deep impact on like it obviously shows some characters being negatively affected yeah by yeah it, of course but it was a lot less emphasized on that and more emphasized on like the who actual made her kill herself yeah, yeah, yeah. what led up to her doing that yeah where it's too late suicide you know? is the main focus of this show if we're being really honest like the suicide aspect is and for people who aren't as mentally i guess i hate to say mentally like I don't know, mentally guarded from it, I guess, would be the way that I would say it. Because I don't want to say, like, mentally unstable, because that's not what I mean by that at all. But the people who are, like, much more at risk of being influenced for this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it's not anywhere near as careful as it should be. Yeah. I think euphoria is another one that's very dangerous. We've had this conversation before, too. Oh, yeah. And um, I've had this conversation with other people, too. And I just feel like sometimes people don't realize how dangerous, you like, Rue as a character can be because Zendaya is a beautiful actor and she's incredibly popular and everyone yeah. loves the show and it's everywhere and everyone's talking about it and be like it's a cool show she's a cool character to idol like people want to be like her and seeing TikToks of people trying to be like her and putting themselves in her shoes is very very off putting and that would not be at the degree that it's at, at all if it weren't for the beautiful visuals that would show when she's yeah. high off of drugs in the yeah. show. Like her walking on the walls, yeah. is an image that you show that yeah. you've told me about a lot, and just the fact that like 
in the first episode of season two, yeah. she's literally having a heart attack that yeah. she has to counteract. But she makes it look so minor. Yeah, she shit. Looks, makes it look so. Her character, obviously, yeah. not Zendaya. Um, and but she, they're like laughing about it, and she ends and then up she smoking with you later on. Yeah. Later. And then she, and then she gets her girl back. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally, in like ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, and it's like okay, so people that see that and that have very little information. Don't get me wrong; you should not base your knowledge on drugs or anything off of a show you watch. But unfortunately, people that's how most people can enough. get their intelligence. Yeah. Especially and, with more access to the internet. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. Yet. It's not your hard to watch. It's not hard at all to watch this show. It's not. It's not hard to get your hands on Euphoria by any stretch of the imagination. Actually. Yeah, and the increase, the influx of like younger kids that are getting access to social media oh. and stuff like that. The younger you are, the more impressionable you are. Yeah. It's it's just facts. And so when you're easily impressionable and you see somebody doing stuff like that, you're gonna think I can do that yeah. when I, either when I'm older or right fucking now yeah. and not face any real consequences. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Or just not care about the consequences. Some of these people too. literally just don't care. They don't they, they don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter to them. Yep. And it's really sad. Yeah. But um there's actually um uh, about talking about drugs and depression yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I feel like there's it's really dangerous for some people to talk about, especially in music because it can there's always like this teetering balance between just discussing the reality and yeah. the impact that it has on you yeah. and glamorizing it yeah like that um that's another reason why i love mac miller's music yeah is because he was so open and candid about his depression and his drug abuse and he wasn't bragging about it yeah he talked about doing drugs all the time but it yeah. wasn't just like i just did some cocaine yeah it was yeah. like like white lines be numbing them dark times yeah he's he makes he has various bars that are like Address. I think he also addresses both sides. Sure, he does have a couple bars that come off a little more braggy when it comes to like smoking or like you know getting high or whatever, something like that. But they're not like the main selling point of his of his relationship with drugs. Not at all. And Faces is yeah. one of my favorite projects by him. Yeah, it's a twenty-five song mixtape where the whole thing he's talking about his relationship with drugs. Yeah. And one thing that he did really well was, like, personify drugs as, like, a woman. Yeah. And, uh, like, one of his more famous, like, songs that he did that with is, uh, uh, what is it called? Objects in the Mirror. Yeah. He's singing to what sounds like a woman, but it's actually yeah. about, like, like lean, his lean addiction. Yeah. And uh, it's just really crazy because, yeah, sometimes he would be a little braggadocious. Yeah. But that was a very small fraction of what the song in question is about. Yeah. yeah and again, sure. he would always just rep. It wasn't just he wasn't saying this stuff to be like, yeah, I'm cool for doing drugs or yeah. anything like that. He's saying it because, like, I'm doing drugs because this is what's happening in my life. Yeah. This my is life is very unbearable sometimes. And yeah. I, use, I need these as an escape. And yeah. I'm saying, and he even says in songs like warnings about like, like don't do what I do. Yeah. Like his song Angel Dust, like he says it in the outro like five times, don't fuck with the angel dust. Yeah. Even though he's making a song where he's going on these hilarious and crazy adventures, like yeah. they're crazy and they happen to him and they were scary and awful experiences. Yeah. And he's saying in the end like don't fuck with the angel dust. Yeah. Like he's not saying it to be like to encourage <laughs> you to do it. Yeah. yeah. Angel dust so cool. Yeah. He was just able to really. I just loved how he was able to talk so candidly about depression and drugs, but not yeah. make it corny yeah. like we talked about earlier. Yeah, I think that's why I loved Acerap too, is Acerap was another one that made me feel a little more, I guess, uh, a little more respect for Chance the Rapper in the way that he approached the topic, considering yeah. the fact that it was a breath of fresh air compared to what most rappers talk about or how most rappers talk about drugs. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? How you guys doing? We had to make a little uh, impromptu ending there. We yeah. ran out of storage device, actually. Yeah, so kind of messed up a little bit. It's all right. It's our first time doing this, so forgive us. Yeah, but a little candid. Speaking of it being our so first honest. time doing this, though, we've had a great time. It's yep. been a lot of fun and a great new experience. Yeah. And, um, you know, shout out to the people that influenced us in doing this yeah shout out preston especially um, preston at work yeah, uh he introduced us to the technology that we're using to make this yeah. and he has a podcast of his own you want to tell him about it Jalen? yeah of course it's uh married with a slut it's on spotify and on apple music and a couple other streaming platforms i'm pretty sure but those are the big main two um it's basically about him preston and his friend um preston is married and his friend is signal so they have very different dating lives they kind of talk about um, how different that is and some of their, like, stories, doing random stuff or whatever. It's hilarious. If you enjoy our humor, you definitely should check them out. You should probably just check them out regardless, honestly. Oh, for sure. Um, once again, that is Married with a Slut. And uh, I have to give a big shout-out, too, to my girlfriend. She's been super supportive and uh, definitely been very encouraging for me. And it's been super nice to have somebody behind me telling me to keep going and encourage me and stuff like that. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Very sweet. And, yes, just a big shout-out to everybody uh, in our in our lives personally, too, uh, that just influenced uh, yeah, the content that we made people. today. Yeah, you know? we've been very excited to hear this. So Yeah, and we've been very grateful. And no one's more excited or had more fun about this experience than us. So yeah, if y'all enjoy it half as much blast. as we did, it's then so much you're going to have a ball. So yeah. Every Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have an upload schedule. Yes, we we'll do. We'll see how good we are at actually keeping it, but we do have one. We're so. going to be good. We I think we can hold each other accountable yeah, on I think that. So. And, uh, yeah, but this has been the first episode of uh, Sample, Please. Sample Please. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. If you happen to be listening still from the jump, I oh, love you. you guys thank are, you yeah, so much. Y'all are real so dedicated fans. So when we get millions of fans, we're going to remember y'all yeah, the most. It's be the four or five viewers who were like, yeah, man, I was there all the way through for the first episode. Yeah, we know you're lying, by the way. Yeah. But <laughs> we're not afraid to call you on the BS. Not at all. But again, thank y'all. And uh, we'll be back yeah. this next Tuesday. Tuesday let's Peace go. out. Adios.